Welcome to episode 85 of Talking Mopars and another installment of Direct Connections Live. This episode is the audio replay of our seventh Facebook live stream podcast, where I was joined by the Motley crew of Mopars once again to talk Mopars. We had a few regulars plus some new faces to the live, but no strangers to the show. It was another fun episode, and I hope you all enjoy it as much as I did. Before we get this show on the road, though, I do want to tell you that this episode contains some language that may not be suitable for younger listeners or those with sensitive ears. Now, without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth, and I am your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars, Direct Connections, live. You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Live once again with the Motley crew of Mopars. Unfortunately, only one of the crew members is here right now, and that's okay. Uh, Matt from the Mad Fro Monroe on Big Blocks Garage podcast is with us today to talk Mopars as usual. We've got a couple other buddies coming in, hopefully later on. Um, but we're going to go ahead and kick this thing off. How's that sound, Matt? Sounds good to me, man. All right. If you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth. And I am your host, Chris Albrecht. This is my friend, Matt Monroe. And you're listening to, actually, you're watching. This is a live stream <laughs> to Talking Mopar's Direct Connections live. <laughs> All right, buddy. Matt, what's up? You just got uh, done at a Friday night cruise over in the good state of Arkansas. How did that go? It was all right. I mean, there was uh, some bad weather rolling in, so there wasn't a whole lot of guys out. There's a few cars. Oh, yeah. Like, like I saw a pretty nice AMX doing a little burnout before he loaded up and took off. Yeah, nice. <laughs> what kind of weather you guys got rolling in? Just we're in our rainy season right now, so like – Pretty much every day, it's guaranteed it's going to rain a little bit at some point. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm sitting over here. I got this fan running. I'm like, oh, that sounds great, doesn't it? I can't even hear it. <clears throat> really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's really uh, humid in this room right now. I'm dying. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. I rolled in like a minute before this thing fired off. Matt was waiting for me. That's what kind of a host I am. <laughs> uh, so where are you at on the duster, man? I see it. I see it back there. What do you like got we, going on with that thing? Um, I've got, we're pretty much at the point now. Everything just has to go on the car. Okay. Um, I'm waiting on my headlight bezels to go with the grill. I mean, really, it's just putting, putting it back together. Like I got to get the body work done. It looks like chaos behind me, but there's a, there was a quite a few things at the in-laws house that they decided need to come over here. So there it is. Right. How excited were you when that grill, the shark tooth grill came in, dude? Um, I was, I was pretty giddy. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, like I've dreamed about that grill. And then I waited two months for it to come in from classic <laughs> industries. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad that they repopped those. It's, I agree with you hundred percent. It's one of my favorite grills of all time. <laughs> I, I was getting nervous. I was like, are they going to get it back in or are they done? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'm glad I, I know they aren't cheap. 
because I've looked at a couple dusters and I was like, oh, God, if I get that car, it's totally incorrect for a 70, but I'd still throw one on there anyway, just because it's so badass. I love it, that grill. It just looks good. Like, I mean, there's like the grills that came on them on the normal on the normal cars, the non twister cars. Yeah. I just I just can't like them. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> there's you know they're just a little too they scream like plymouth scamp to me or something I, I it's just a little too plain jane for me i like uh the shark tooth grill just looks aggressive you know what i mean it, it does i mean it definitely changes the whole front end of the car it takes it from like oh your grandma drove this to get groceries or the college kid took this to get better gas <laughs> mileage yeah to so this is a muscle car yeah yeah definitely i see we got mike coffee is in the house let's bring him in it's been a while since we had mike on the show and he's he's down at the river no <laughs> no, no mopars in the background just balling with a bunch of boats <laughs> oh, there's just one boat okay all right well so, picture. yeah nice dude that that one's yours i take it yeah nice nice you're uh you're always out on the river you're always missing these things but we got you yeah we're uh gonna go out later on so i figured i'd hop yeah. on real quick nice that's that sweet little riverside uh bar that you guys got out there god that thing is cool oh yeah we're gonna get you out here yeah is Definitely. that the is that the life down there or what i see you posting pictures all the time and i'm like is this like something i've never heard of i didn't realize that river life was so big down there it's pretty big lake navasu yeah. is just just up river from us and we're right here in parker oh, gosh. Uh, and it's a pretty big I don't know, vacation, spring break kind of destination. Yeah. So a lot of yeah. people here, a lot of, you know, it, it's everything from a family thing to a crazy party, if that's what you want it to be. So it's, it's pretty fun. That's what I imagine it being is a crazy yeah. party. I'm like, hmm, okay. Cause up here we have, we have this, uh, festival like in the summer called seafair and everybody jumps on lake washington with their boats and it's just a it's a it's a crazy festival basically and you're posting your pictures and i'm like that looks like a lot of fun <laughs> you know what it, I mean? it's it, it's pretty good the bar that we go to it's called roadrunner it's a it's actually a floating dock bar um and you know fourth of july memorial day all those weekends it's just chaos it's crazy and it, it's a good time. It's right on the water. You can pull up on your boat, go have lunch, go get drinks, whatever. It's, it's a good time. I imagine you see it like I've always wanted one of those 70s jet boats with like the candy paint or like the super 70s. Look, I, I've always wanted one of those. Do you see a lot of those out there? Yeah, there's a fair amount. I mean, it's uh, it's so busy out here anymore that it's mostly bigger boats. My boat's yeah. 26 foot. Jesus. Um, and it's a good size boat for the river, but most of the little boats like that are like, you know, week, weekdays and off times and early in the morning and that kind of stuff. Um, that's what I got started on. I actually had a, it was a jet boat made by a company called Challenger. Okay. It had a 440 in it, which was pretty cool. <laughs> nice. The story behind it was it was uh, Haas from Bonanza owned it. Oh, really? I can't remember the guy's name, but that was the guy that supposedly put the 440 in it. And wow. It was cool. I ended up, I recammed it, put a 509 in it, um, had nitrous on it, of course. And it was, it was a good time. It was fun. That's awesome. pretty much what got myself and my wife coming out here. And then it just keeps escalating. So, so what are you into more, the boats or the Mopars? 
uh, both. I mean, it's yeah. a tough one. My wife says sure. I have, she says I have two lives because <laughs> I have my river life and then I have my back in California life where it's all cars, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm still always on the hunt out here. I bought a um, 73 Challenger last year that was tucked away and I know where there's a uh, 71 Duster that's a EV2 orange car, 318, four speed on the floor. Really? Pretty bitchin' little car. Um, this old man has it, and of course he won't part with it, but <laughs> I've kind of become friends with him, and he's got my number, so I'm nice. hoping one of these days I can talk him out of it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Speaking, let's uh, let's talk about that Challenger that everybody <laughs> was talking shit about, okay? Hey, it sold, did it not? It did. <laughs> uh, it, I, I, without giving exact numbers, it was over 30 and it was right about where I thought it would be. Yeah. So, I mean, it, uh, I mean, how do you, the, the guy that bought it too, he's not going to put it back in plum crazy. Um, he actually bought it because he wants to do a vanishing point car with it. And yeah. I guess he's actually studied it. And the original, one of the original cars that they used was a plum crazy par- car that they painted in white. And oh, I guess okay. there's a part of the movie where you can actually see the purple on the leading edge of the hood, really? you know, where the paint's chipped. So he's going to, I guess the vanishing point car was a manual steering, manual brake, 444 speed. And he believes a plum crazy, which of course got me thinking, man, what if that was the car? Oh, but man. <laughs> he's a, he's a pretty well-known collector in this area and he had no problem with the price. I probably actually should have stood my ground a little better, but <laughs> it, it, it's all good. I mean, it's went yeah. to a good home and uh, I wanted to keep it, but it's, it's always that story of, you know, not enough time and money and got to keep the best for myself. So, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. It, the car looked solid to me. I was surprised it was catching so much shit. I was like, really, guys? <laughs> but Never fails, man. You know, no. everybody that has a 73, 318, you know, oh, well, that car was only 30 grand, you know, and this car, <laughs> people are idiots. Yeah, but, uh, it blows my mind every time. And I'm just like... Yeah. <laughs> It, that's why I always get excited when you got a, another car to sell. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I, I keep thinking about listing the six pack just to see like, Oh God. You know, because I've, I've been off I've, since the last time I was on, I've, I had one guy that he offered a pretty fair number for it enough to really make me think on it. And I ended sure. up straining tight, but you know, I, I thought of putting it up at that number just to get everybody's reaction. Cause it's, you know, it, it's funny. People just don't get it, you know. It's like, okay, go, go buy another rust-free <laughs> seventy-four forty Challenger, yeah. you know, that's all numbers matching, has a broadcast sheet, has the fender tag. I mean, it was about as good as it gets. But yeah, yeah that man, I <laughs> that Coronet was so. What would it? It would take an A twelve, I imagine, or a wing car to get that thing out of your hands, huh? Yeah, and even the wing car thing, I go back and forth on because I've talked yeah. to so many people that have had them, and they're like, you know, they're cool, and then it just it wears off. You know, it's, it's <laughs> long, it's they're goofy, they're I don't know. I'd love to have one though, just yeah. like just to say I did, but um, yeah, definitely '69 A12 and a four-speed um, has to be a Cornet. I like the Plymouth, but the Cornet. When you yeah. did your which one, the Cornet, yeah, yeah. you know, obvious choice for me. But yeah, that's I definitely... actually may may have a couple uh, sixty nine Plymouths coming my way. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a they, they should really get your uh, fans 
All right. All right. <laughs> that's, there's a, there's a, there's like a GTX and it's 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 kind of rough, but it's you know it's a '69 GTX, uh, A4 silver, um, and it, it's it's a almost as far as a parts car, but it still has potential. It's still solid. So I actually ran into uh, a GTX. Uh, the guy that I was gonna buy um, or trying to buy the '71 EL5 Charger from. <laughs> I went over there recently because he's got a tin grill truck he wanted me to look at and possibly help him sell. I go over there and he's got a couple other cars that like, it's like a revolving door. All of a sudden he's got other cars and there's a couple B bodies and one of them is a 69 satellite. And I was hooked on that car. I went over there. I was like checking it out. And then out of my peripheral vision, I see another B body directly behind. I don't know how I didn't notice it at first, but a 69 GTX black red interior. Unfortunately, it doesn't have the console. It's got um, a bench with a column shift. Uh, un- unfortunately, no tag and uh, no drivetrain. But uh, I mean, it's not not in too bad a shape. And he told me a number, and I was like, "Ooh, that's tempting." And I was like, "Of course. Uh, why weren't you around when I had a bunch of money? Now that I'm broke again, I don't have the money." But it's not going anywhere, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I, yeah, I you're, like your uh, your past due to get back into the car game. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely one of those. I, I'm jonesing again. You know, I have the truck and the van, and I'm like, God, I need a car again. I just, I really don't have the room right now, so it's. I have to be strategic about the next one. But uh, how's yeah, the van coming? Uh, not too bad. Um, I need to get it running, but I've been having some problems with my friggin' truck. Uh, some ignition problems, but um, I do have it running again and I have some more parts on the way because I want to isolate what the actual problem is. And every time I throw a part, it's so weird. It wants to start. It seems like it's only getting spark um, intermittently. Now I've checked. Everything seems to be okay, but I'm, I'm suspecting that it's either d- the distributor or the, uh, the ignition module. So we'll see. Um, I have uh, both of them on the way. So, I'm going to put one in at a time and see what really solves it because sometimes it starts and sometimes it doesn't. The funny thing was, is every time I hooked my inline spark tester to it, it would fire up and then I'd pull it off and then it might fire up for a couple times and then it'll just die and it won't start again until I hook up the inline tester to it. It's the weirdest thing, but I really think, I mean, it could be a, uh, a bad wire, but I've, I've checked all the, I've done it to all the holes and it, does the same thing it's so weird i'd, I'd lean toward towards the module you think so that's yeah i mean the distributors there's really it's just a magnetic pickup there's not a whole sure. lot to it so and they uh I, I don't know i it almost seems like mopar stopped making like they had the orange box and the chrome mm-hmm. box and all those because just recently i needed one and all i could find was like the pro form and the generic ones and they're kind of shitty um especially like the park stores modules those things yeah. are all like Go Rileys or yeah. ones, yeah. garbage. Yeah, I just uh, you know I went to uh, I want uh, I went to um, Mancini and I was just like uh, if they're willing to throw their name on it, we'll test it out. I hope I hope it's good. We'll see. Yeah. I got a I got a Mancini orange box. It was pretty cheap. And then they had a, a regular just a standard orange box for like twelve bucks. And I was like, I'm not that cheap. You know, I'm cheap. I'm not that cheap. You know what I mean? I might buy one just to have an extra one because like between that and ballast resistors, it seems like there's a nice little uh, a safety net that you should bring with you on these little road trips. And I think uh, an ignition box and a ballast resistor, at least two of the items I probably should bring with me. <laughs> 
but everyone always hates like my duster for instance because it'll have a chevy alternator it'll have an msd box yeah. i have no problem running the mopar distributor because yeah. i mean you look inside of it it's damn near the same thing as an msd mm-hmm. but uh yeah definitely the yeah, I, those are like always my go-tos just because if you want it dependable get away from that stuff those are the things that are always a problem with things like absolutely um well we've got some other guys joining us in the chat as expected we've got bud mac we'll bring him on Ooh. bud what's up buddy and of I'm course johnny hanging out yeah. awesome welcome welcome thanks for joining us and we have infamous johnny mopar is in the building yeah guys with a, B-body, with a B body in the background. <laughs> yeah, I got jealous. Everybody had their shit in the background. <laughs> that was time to step uh, up. I have no idea if the reception was going to be good because it's pretty far from the Wi Fi, but it looks good so far. So far, so good, dude. Um, wait till I start live streaming from the boogie van. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go park in front of an elementary school and then I'll broadcast from, from outside that. <laughs> on, top of, on top of the waterbed or what? <laughs> yeah. Can't wait till uh, the cops knock on the door. Well, that's, that's the thing. I was, I was pissed and happy at the same time when my neighbor brought a boogie van home. He's got one of those Chevys. And I was like, this son of a bitch is copying me. And then I was like, well, at least now there's going to be two suspects. So... Right, right. <laughs> you know, and his runs. So at least I can say mine's been in the garage. It doesn't even run. So couldn't have been me. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, what what's going on, Bud? Y- you were here first. What's up, buddy? What do you got going on? Well, not a whole lot. Uh, just uh, working on the boys' charger and yeah. uh, pulled the windshield out the other like Thursday night or Friday night last week. Um, it has rot across the top of the windshield channel from the vinyl top I had. Okay. Uh, luckily the uh pillars look great a little bit of pitting but nothing no rot and then the uh where the pillars meet the cowl um a couple a little bit of just small rot there i gotta fix but um get that tidied up and we can move on to the next little spot so we can start getting closer to paint awesome what, what what's you sent me a couple pictures it looks like you were you were out hunting dude what did you find <laughs> so uh, two different times this week uh, for different things at work. Uh, the one was uh, the two uh, Dodge vans. You know more about them than I do. I don't know a lot about the vans. Sure. But the one was uh, a Tradesman uh, 100. Is yeah. would that be correct? Yeah. And it was like super long, and it had just the two bubble windows in the back. And then the other one was a full window van, but it had a single door like yours does. I'm still trying to figure out who owns the property to see about trying to get some parts for you. Um, and That's great. That, so they're just on a piece of property? Yeah. So what happened was um, like 100 tires got dumped on this dead end road and we had to go clean them up. Okay. <laughs> and right next to this is this old, just ran down house with, a, with just a bunch of uh, old vehicles there and and you can see the vans. You can see like an old, uh, well, not old, but 80s power wagon. Wow. Um, uh, a more modern Ram like I have. And then just some other odds and ends. But nothing nothing muscle car wise that I could see. But um, so I was able to get a picture of the vans. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looked like they're... something out of a movie. I didn't want to get shot or something. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, those vans are early 70s. The The grill on that one is so hammered. I was like, what did they do? Cut it out so they could get to the radiator? So I, I can't tell. I really think so, because I don't think it has an engine in it. It's like they pulled it straight out of the nose. Just yeah. Like, oh, man. 
Yeah, and so. that tin grill pickup, that was a different deal. I was out um, painting curbs. So you paint the curb in front of a fire hydrant so that oh yeah, uh, it more, well, so people don't park in front of them for one, but it's also easier <laughs> for people to see. But anyhow, that was just sitting in the driver for sale. And that sucker looks solid. It did. I was like, wow. And I, I always, every time somebody sends me a picture of a tin grill, I always go directly to the rockers because I will usually tell you everything. And the rockers look pretty solid from what I saw. I was like, wow. The whole <laughs> truck is solid. I'd like to know what's in it, but yeah. Five grand for a D200 that looks that nice. I think it's pretty, pretty well reasonably priced. I, gosh, I, I'm going to go on a limb and I'm going to say it's a big block truck, but obviously got to find out some more information for five grand. Yeah, that's what yeah. I say. The picture of the for sale sign and the yeah, windshield I, there. My money says it's a 400. Uh, that's just me guessing, just a wild shot in the wind guess. Um, I, I did look in the comments really quick and I see Jesse said, uh, Are you guys watching Meekum this weekend? I really, I know what he's talking about. He's talking about the convertible Cuda that we were talking about last time, the Hemi car and what it's going to hammer for. Um, I said, I think I, I should go back to the live that we did when we talked about it because uh, the guesses were all over the place the other johnny mopar was on that show and uh he doesn't think it'll fetch six i thought if i remember right i said it would probably fetch around six but i i don't know in this market it's it's crazy um but uh i don't six and a half right now is what i saw last i saw jesus all right well (laughs) that uh that will definitely take the record for mopars i believe um I, I, I'm pretty sure that will be the new the new record. <laughs> I just saw a thing tonight from Meekum Indy where they're getting all the cars staged, and they said that car hasn't showed up yet. So I don't know what that means, but it's, obviously it's a week away, so there's time for it to get there. It's only in Chicago going to Indy. So, oh god, but, that's a scary ride. <laughs> I would not yeah. want to be the transporter for that car. <laughs> like, nah, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> um, God, could you imagine? Oh. I don't even want to. I don't even want to put that into the universe. That would be a, a hell of a loss. <laughs> um, yeah, crazy man. Keep me updated on uh, on those those finds. Those are those are interesting. I love getting getting. When you sent me those pictures of the vans, I was like, ah, they're still out there. Sweet, you know. Because oh, yeah. I mean, dude, oh, God, I don't even want to put this in the universe because it's. It, I don't know if you guys have gone onto eBay and looked at these porthole windows for these friggin' vans. They are ludicrous <laughs> it's insane how much these portholes are going for if they're nos portholes i've seen them go as much as 900 bucks <laughs> you know so if you find out whose property it is you might want to just pull those out and well throw that's them on what <laughs> my buddy ryan said yeah, i sent him the picture too and he goes well, I just cut the windows out of the back of it and call it good <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah um gosh there's a, there's like a little market of guys on instagram that i follow and all they do because apparently you guys in southern california still have a shitload of surfer vans and people just go specifically for the vans they'll they're, take they're drying they're drying up there's not are they used to be. Yeah. okay i i just see these guys and all of a sudden they're just dropping all these parts and they show pictures from like the little pick and pulls or whatever and there's a, a bunch of vans and they're just pulling just random parts out of these vans that they don't make anymore and people buy them up quick i've watched and i'm like how how quick is that going to sell boom gone <laughs> like wow so i mean if you if if anybody sees any boogie vans and you can just snag parts off them it's not a bad idea to just snag some parts and make a couple quick bucks um unless you find a cheap ass like me who's like eh, i'll give you 20 bucks for that <laughs> <laughs> we got johnny mopar in the house johnny what's up buddy 
Mr. Not much, man. No. Just, just, you know, living the dream. Yeah. Trying to get a bunch of shit done in no amount of time with no money. So. <laughs> hey, don't you talk to me about no money. Mr. Bringing <laughs> another car home every friggin' weekend, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to see a pattern. <laughs> hey, and when Mike Coffee's telling you that, Johnny, hey, oh, this is your man. intervention, buddy. <laughs> this is your intervention. Hey, you know what? Mike Coffee is like the drug dealer. <laughs> he just the first one's on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to make a t shirt that says support your local Mopar dealer. <laughs> I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, yeah, I'm going to make that one. That's funny. Um, so, Johnny, tell us tell us what you brought home recently. Uh, 70 Coronet station wagon. Oh man, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty badass. John Jones has had it for forever, and when I first met him, he actually rolled up to my house. I was selling a '69 Dart uh, 318 car, and he called me on it. And I'm standing out in front in the driveway, and he rolls up in this thing, and I'm just like fuck you know it's bad <laughs> thing is slammed to the ground oh, god big fat tires underneath the back i mean as fat as you can get under a b-body not not like tubbed or anything like that but big block yeah the thing just looks wicked cool um yeah and then uh i think i don't mike might know um you know mazzolini there was a guy that used to work there jason mayo yeah, the guy, he, he like rob a bank or some shit. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. I heard uh, about that. I, I don't know him personally, but yeah, I mean, he, he's a super cool dude. I don't know. My buddy Eric, he, he, um, I think he talked to his dad or something. I don't know. There's some like weird shit. Like he didn't take his insulin shot. He was a little loopy and went into the bank and was, I don't know, wanted, he's like, oh, show me the, the vault or something and they construed that as you want to rob the place and i don't know he of all the though. of the list of things you don't say when you go into a fucking yeah. bank one yeah. of them is don't show me the vault don't say that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's oh, pretty crazy God, but i funny. guess his his brother i think used to own that wagon because he was talking about it one time and he was telling me how it had two sway bars underneath the front of it right and or I was telling him about John's wagon or something. This is like years and years ago. Um, and then John, when he got the car, I, at some point he put two sway bars under the back, so the thing's got four sway bars on this car. And uh, another friend of his that I was bullshitting with one time, and he was like, "You ever you ever ride with John in that wagon?" And I'm like, "No." He goes, "Dude, that thing rides like it's on rails. You know, he hauls ass in that car." So, yeah, it came up for sale. It came up relatively cheap, you know. Um, yeah, Is it going to get door handles back on it? <sighs> Come on, man. Probably. <laughs> I mean, I would prefer the door handles, but, you know, it, it's such a back burner. I mean, I, I think for starters it would be when I could get to the car, put a drive chain in it and just roll it. It's pretty cool. He put a he put a rally dash in it too, so it's got oh, like yeah. A, yeah, it's got like a charger dash or you know, one fifty cool. speedo. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I mean, the seats they kind of <laughs> the seats look like um, 
they look like a, a couch from the house, but they're obviously for a car. But I don't know what he where he got them from, but they were in the car. So buckets. Let, let Buck. me know when he gets to the outer ring. Yeah. Hey. Oh yeah. Hey. Are you interested in a seventy wagon? <laughs> match your match your four forty or your RT. You never know. That would be sick. Cool. You know me. I'm always looking. Dude, John's pulled. He used that wagon to haul cars and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the video. He's what did he say? He hauled, yeah. he hauled a suburban or something like that on the back of that wagon. Jesus. He's got leaf springs, <laughs> leaf springs stacked up underneath it, and overload springs. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It that would thing look pretty is, cool with RT on the back, right? Oh man, the thing is awesome. There's so yeah. much potential with that one. And I'm just like Johnny's never gonna have time. So for those of us outliers, now Mike's there, and I'm like, well, there's goes my chance. I'm never gonna get it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm still waiting for the D100. Oh <laughs> man, <laughs> I drove it today too. Drove it to work today. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I <sighs> I gotta break the chain with you and Dennis. <laughs> I think Dennis is done. I think he's finally done. I think I'm done selling it to him because every time I sell it to him, he's like, I'm over it. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I already spent the money you gave me. So then I got to scrounge up the money to buy it back. <laughs> so that orange tin grill is pretty friggin' cool, dude. Oh, I, I like know, that dude, truck. <laughs> so Ron, this his John, John's buddy, Ron. He he painted that truck and did all that fab work to that truck. Ah man, I, well over ten years ago, maybe twelve years ago or something. I remember seeing the truck there at John's shop. I was just like, man, this thing is fucking bad, <laughs> yeah. you know. And uh, Ron took delivery of it and never did anything with it. It sat exactly like he he didn't he never never worked on it or whatever. And uh, so many years go by, and then. Uh, I don't know. John and him worked out a deal where Ron gave him the truck for work to do on one of his other cars or something like that. So, and then John wanted to sell me the truck and I was going to buy it from him. And then, uh, I think Ron, hopefully, hopefully Ron is not watching this. <laughs> uh, I think Ron got upset that John was going to just sell it. He's like, I, I gave you that like a good deal because, you know, buddy hookup type of thing or whatever. And then so John came back and said, I can't I can't sell you the truck after all. And I'm like, all right, no, no big deal. Uh, I got too I got too many cars anyway. So <laughs> I, dude, my uh, jealousy more home. Yeah. <laughs> my jealousy radar was going off i'm like johnny mopar you just got it all <laughs> it's like yeah uh, so it was it was killing me but i was happy for you <laughs> so i was in that yeah in that video right that's when john drops that he's he's like i want to sell you the the truck and i'm like oh <laughs> i had that was totally off my radar i had no idea and now it's like bam all right i'm buying i'm here to get the wagon i already own the 70 charger rt right it's buried in the back and then there's a 68 charger that my buddy eric was gonna buy off of him but um i don't know whatever happened eric changed his mind he didn't want it after all so now <laughs> so now i'm buying it i don't know if you'd want it my it's a it's a clip car so come he, on i i wouldn't want a charger <laughs> well, this this car this car is a clip car. It's somebody was gonna like tube chassis this car, I guess, at one time, and they cut they cut from, I guess, like where the 
the back floors are forward, completely out. Like everything, floors gone, firewall, frame, everything. So it's just the back half of the car was left. John got it pretty cheap. This is years and years ago. And then he picked up a, or he had a, a four door Coronet and he cut, he cut all everything he needed from the four door off and, and spliced the two cars together. So he basically brought the charger back to life as a street car. Oh. Um, so it has a front clip now? Yeah, it's a, it's a complete car now. And it's a, Man, I thought I was listening to the video. I thought he said it was a 69. So I don't know if he changed, you know, the corners on the 69 by the core supporter different between 68 and 69. So I thought he said it was a 69. Hopefully he fixed that. I mean, knowing him, he did. But um, I mean, it's got fenders on it and stuff. So at least I think it does. Oh, no, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But anyway, anyway, it's a 68 Charger. So I told him when, when, Eric made the comment because we were texting the three of us and Eric said that, uh, I don't know if I want it or something like that. And then I said, if Eric doesn't want it, I want it. So or if Eric's over it, then I want it. And then Eric texted back, I'm over it. So I'm like, cool. So that's mine. So I had some videos of that. I, I'm probably going to add to the end of other videos. I got a few uh, John Jones little clips left to, add to some future videos maybe at the end so we're talking about the chargers and stuff yeah but, there's definitely some content there i was watching that uh, video like holy shit i was because yeah. john jones i mean you talk you've talked about him plenty of times on the podcast so he's yeah. kind of like this mythical mopar creature yeah. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm dennis mckay <laughs> yeah yeah who is who is in the building who's in the building yeah. and calling you yeah. guys out He's been, he's, been, he's been texting me. Oh, is he? Uh -huh. So he's watching? He, he, he heard about the D100 comments. <laughs> well, tell, well, he can have it back. This time I'm going to charge him eight grand for it, though. <laughs> that, that way he won't be interested, and then I won't have to sell it back to him and buy it back from him and all that stuff. And then I'll just give you eight grand for it. Oh, you're killing me, Mike. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, <laughs> Gosh. yeah, wheelers and dealers. I, I sit no, back man. and I'm just like, one day I'm going to be in this conversation. <laughs> <I'm> gonna... <laughs> the day that I can battle with Mike Coffee for a car, I will feel like a success. <laughs> Even if I lose, because I'll probably lose. Right. Let's be honest here. <laughs> but I'll be like, hey, I was in, I was in the battle. I just I just want to be able to buy something and put it up for sale just so I can be like, hey, guys, this one's actually mine. And if you don't like the price, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, man, I can't wait. All you got to do is just start small, you know, yeah. find an A-body for cheap and, or find parts, you know. I All the time, I'll look around my garage and I go, man, I got this part, this part, this part. That's enough to buy another car. And, I, yeah. you know, I scrounge up parts and I turn parts into another car and that car into a better car. And it's just, you know. I was, I was, yeah, I was in the position before I bought the Mr. Norm truck where I had the cash and Mike, you and I talked plenty about getting a car. Um, and then the guy who I bought the van from also had a tin grill truck and I was going to buy the van and a tin grill from him for a package deal. And I was actually wondering if I was going to flip the van or if I was going to flip the truck, cause I didn't want to keep them both. So I was like, all right, I give him a package deal. I'll flip one of them. And then 
start from there because i mean that's what you told me you said start small and i'm like all right i got rid of my two cars i've got some cash there and i've got some other cash it's time to play and then i had to go buy that damn truck <laughs> and so now we're back at square one so that's where we're at now but we'll see this uh my friend he's got he's like my john jones he's got a bunch of like i finally got to go inside his building and he's got shit everywhere. I got all sorts of pictures. Um, and then he tells me it's like oh, a man. it's like a two level building. So the bottom, like you drive down on, onto this piece of property, there's a building, and there's like an upper level and then a lower level. I've always gone to the lower level, um, and I've only been there tw- once, twice now. Um, but the, like right as we're ending our conversation, I'm about to leave. Um, he tells me about the barracudas or the kudas that he has, and I was like, oh, where are those? And he goes, oh, they're upstairs. And I was like, in in this building here? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, well, fuck, let's go look at him. And he's like, eh. And I'm like, I just sat here and entertained you for an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I got I to gotta beat him down a little bit. I know he's going to be listening to this. So uh, I'm going to get in there, dude. <laughs> I'm going to get in there. But he's got a lot of cool stuff. And um, he actually has this RV, right? This Dodge RV. And I didn't even think about it last time I was there because at the time I didn't have a van. And I was like, hey, is that a Dodge RV? And he goes, oh, yeah. And I go over there and like... It's a, it looks a little trashed from the back, but you go to the front and the front end of this thing is immaculate. I opened the door and I was like, dude, I need these seats. It's got like those Ram charger buckets in it. And like, I have a set, but mine are trashed and these have perfect Brown. Oh God. I want them so bad. And the grill is perfect on this thing. I was like, Hey, let's work a deal on, let's work a deal on this. And then he's got a, um, an eighties van with the square front and he's got those super rare Dodge boogie van floor mats, the rubber ones, the originals. Mm, And I, I have every single one except for the two fronts and he's got the two fronts and I'm like, Hey, how much for the mats? And of course he, he knows some guys, when they realize they have something you want, it becomes a game. And I'm like, are you going to fucking sell them or not? (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm these old things <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like damn it dude and he knows i want them because you know i gotta play i gotta play the buyer like hey are you interested in selling them and how much do you want you know and he's <laughs> he, he's yeah yeah these old things yeah that's where sometimes though if you just throw that big number out there i mean if you threw a 100 bucks maybe he's not thinking that much and then that gets you in the door and gets him you know i tell people that all the time people try to tell me oh i've been trying to buy this car forever and it's like, yeah, you're trying to buy a 69 Charger for two grand. You know, go off from 15 grand, yes. and all of a sudden their gears start turning, and they're like, oh, wow, you know, and you're still getting a fair price. Unless you're like me, and you actually, for the first time in your life, you have a stack of fucking cash, <laughs> a stack, and you go to the 70 Challenger that you've heard about from other guys at work. They tell you all about it, and you're like, I'm going there with cash, baby, and it's happening. And you go there, and you go, I'll give you $17,000 right now for this car. And he goes, 30 and you go fuck really <laughs> shit <laughs> I, I i had a similar one a couple weeks ago we were i went to go out of town to go look at a car a, a 69 charger that was actually an rt pretty good car uh made an offer on it and he's gonna let me know and as we're driving away under a car cover you might have seen it, i think i posted on my instagram but under a car cover there was a orange 70 challenger and I always send my wife up to the door because she's a realtor. So instantly, you know, and she's not a big, ugly, tattooed guy that's, you know, threatening. So I send her to the door, betting I'm a chicken. Um, but anyway, she comes back and comes out with this guy and he's got a Mopar hat on and we start talking. And he's owned the car since I think it was 1971. And he's like, you know, I think I'm finally ready to sell it. It's been sitting five or six years. Um, 
neat car. It was a factory orange car, um, a lot of SE options, but not an SE. I don't know if maybe the dealer did it to church it up, but it was a uh, slant six three speed car. Really? And he oh, wow. still has the slant six in it. And I ended up, I think I offered him, by the time I left, I think I offered him 20 for it. And it Oh shit! He cuts off at the best part. Oh, <laughs> oh man! I thought, I thought that was me for a second. I was yeah, like, same. Oh. <laughs> nobody moved. So I was like, oh, we all froze. <laughs> I was, I was intrigued. I was sitting there like, all you guys were sitting still. I'm like, I was getting ready to go. Did you fucking cheap asses hear that? Twenty grand for a slant six car. Damn it, Mike! Of all yeah. the times you have to cut off. <laughs> oh, no. he's still frozen. Yeah. Oh, he's hey. back. He's uh, back. Oh, he's back. Okay, okay. All right. I don't know where I lost you. you we lost you right as soon as you said twenty, 20 grand. and then it was then it was frozen. Yeah, so I offered him twenty grand, and I had cash in the truck with me because I was planning on going to get this charger. And he go. It was almost like he didn't believe me. He, he might be even be watching because it turned out when it was all said and done, I gave him my wife's card, and he saw my last name, and he goes. Hey, I've seen you on Facebook. He goes, everybody always talks smack to you. And he goes, I like you. You don't let anybody give you any shit. The <laughs> um, super cool dude. And uh, uh, I mean, I'm hoping at some point maybe it'll hit me up. It was a beautiful car, been repainted, um, interior been redone. But I mean, just total driver with the slant six in it. I, I don't I don't know if you caught what I said when you were frozen, Mike, but I said, see you cheap asses out there, 20 grand for a slant six car. So don't go telling me that these more sought-after cars, the RTs, are not worth the money that people are asking for them. Um, well, I mean, and, and think about it. This was a factory orange car, one repaint, no rust anywhere on the car. The car was, like, beautiful. I mean, this car, you could pluck the six-cylinder, put a 440, put a Hemi, put a 340, whatever. Already had the four-speed pedals, already had the four-hump. I mean, it was perfect. And, I mean, God. as a driver, you could take the car and – I think the car, you know, is probably, you know, once it's turnkey and up and running again, 25, 28, probably all day long. Um, but yeah, a lot of people probably wouldn't see it that way because it's a slant six, but, you know, go buy another one, you know, buy another one from California that hasn't been fucked with. That's why I like, that's why I like talking to you, Mike, because you're an actual flipper and the people that talk shit about the prices, I'm not a flipper. So I can sit there and go, well, do you have any experience in buying and selling cars at all? Or are you just talking out of your ass? And I think a lot of them are just talking out of their ass. In my defense, I'm an enthusiast first. The flipping sure. just is what funds it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not, the, I'm not the guy that, you know, has a Chevy Camaro, even though I have a Chevy powered boat behind me. <laughs> you know, but it, I mean, I, I love the cars, but I know I can't keep them all. I know I can't afford to have them, even the ones that I have. So the only way I'm sure. going to have them is if I'm, you know, Finding them clean. Frozen again. Frozen again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, until, oh, there, there he back. goes. He's, He's back. back. Yeah. Um, Service sucks ass out here. <laughs> it, it's actually been pretty good so far. <laughs> I, I've been I've been impressed. I got um, a question for Mike. If it's all right, go for it, dude. All right. So my wife's cousin bought a seventy Challenger new. Uh, he still owns it. FK five, two barrel, three eighty three automatic. Um, a little bit of rust in the trunk. It's been repainted once. The interior has been done, but it's not correct. Um, what what would you think that would kind of be ballpark? He's not looking to sell it. If you know, if you're going to walk up and offer the guy something a, a fair market value price, what do you think it'd be? 
Um, how are the quarters? How's the roof? How's around the back? Good. All good. That's, that's always been inside. Um, it was his daily driver for quite a while, being that they were young and married when they bought the car new. And then beyond that, it's always been taken care of. It's just the trunk has gotten away from being an Iowa car. But other than that, everything else looks pretty uh, straightforward. So It's original paint? That's been repainted once. So, But it shows well or looks yes. yep. correct color and all that. Yeah, yep. I mean, I to me, I would think yeah, probably somewhere in the upper 20s. Mid to right. upper twenties. That's what I thought. I kind of I told him it'd be you know twenty to mid twenties, just because I did I wasn't sure. I don't I don't do it for a living. Um, he uh, and he's like I say he's not looking to sell. He was just like you know when I bought this car, I didn't know I'd be holding onto it this you know then the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, your return on investment would be pretty pretty good if you decide to get rid of it. But I think some of it too. I mean, I think I'm definitely at a little bit of an advantage being in Southern California because the market out here, I mean, people are willing to spend more money, you know, and there's, there's definitely the quality of the cars here. I mean, that's one thing, you know, when people get on there and they see my ads and they start talking smack, they don't realize how good me and Johnny have it. I mean, the cars that we get, it's a whole different level. You know, this Challenger, like I say, there, when I say there was no rust, there's never been any rust in this car in anybody. You know, oh, or even my, uh, my, my 70 Coronet, same thing. It had one little spot by the back window. Aside from that, the floorboards look like they were freshly repainted because it's that clean. Nice. And, you know, we're, we're pretty spoiled out here. So, and to me, those kind of cars are definitely worth a premium. I mean, if you've messed with changing out floorboards and body panels, that shit sucks. And the cars are never the same afterwards. So hey, shh, Matt's listening right now. <laughs> oh, I'm just over here like, I wonder how much I can get for a Swiss cheesed out 71 Duster with nothing in it. A Swiss cheesed out 71 RT Charger. <laughs> I got one of those Dusters too. <laughs> one, Mike? Just one? I'm, I'm actually, I'm back to one. I sold the big tire car. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so I'm basically... Uh, the guy that did Dennis's charger is taking my car. He's doing a full Kamali 850 cert cage, um, shoot mount, harness mounts, pretty much doing everything. I'm probably going to have him do trans mount. Um, and it's supposed to go in the end of this month. So hopefully that car's going to be coming along pretty good. Wait, are we talking about the black one that you got? What are we talking yeah. about here? Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, the black one. So it's it's got uh, the motor that I put in the blue car. I put it back in the black car. Um, it's a 500 inch motor with uh, NDSRs. It made 650. It's got a hydraulic roller. It's pretty much a mild street motor um, with nitrous, obviously, just because that's what I do. <laughs> but and it's got a, it's got the Riley Motorsports front clip under it. Um, a guy out here local um, that also just did Dennis's duster. Um, he did the mini tubs. Um, got all cow tracker suspension. I'm doing it on a 2810 just because that's real big right now on all the grudge street race stuff out here. Um, so I'm hoping it should be a pretty fun car. should be nice and lightweight, and I'm hoping to get it somewhere in the upper eight-second range. So Nice. Now we're talking. Anthony in the house. What's up, Anthony? This is the first time you've been on the show, so tell tell everybody watching and listening who you are, what you do. I know you got a YouTube channel. It's pretty fun. So uh, give us a little rundown, buddy. Awesome. Yeah, so my name is Anthony Jimenez. I, uh, I I have a YouTube channel called Tales from the Junkyard. Some of you have may have seen it, uh, some of you may not, but this kind of automotive journey of 
trying to maintain my barracuda behind me here and <laughs> trying to keep it running, trying to do what I can with the budget I'm afforded, I guess, is what the best I can do it. Um, I have a long history with Mopar, so just trying to co- chronicle that as best as I can. Really, awesome. what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I remember you uh, sent it. Yeah, of course. I remember you sent in your listener's story and I felt bad because it took me so friggin' long to get to it. And I was like, damn it. I feel like a jerk. You were one of the ones where I was like, this guy fucking hates me. <laughs> but uh, we got to your story. We got to your story and here you are on Direct Connection. So we've come full circle. Hey, so thanks for having me on, honestly. That was pretty cool. So yeah I, i'm glad you read the whole thing i'm sorry I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, i'm glad that i got your last name right because i was thinking to myself i was like watch me wait this long to tell the poor guy's story and then i get his name wrong i butcher his fucking name how is that <laughs> i was like oh man yeah. I, but i nailed it i nailed it and i was like oh thank god but uh, I, people don't understand when i'm reading those i'm like god i wish they would have given me a breakdown of how to say it <laughs> and i'm like especially all my buddies in norway and sweden and switzerland love you guys can't pronounce your names for shit sorry <laughs> um we're gonna have a full house here we're gonna have a full house yeah, we've got a couple other guys good. coming in this is gonna be fun um I th- this might be the record show of how many people are on so it could be a disaster oh, we don't we don't know but uh you guys are all free to chime in whenever um you know obviously we don't want to be talking over each other like crazy but uh it is what it is and we're gonna have some fun so marcos duster bust is in the house let's bring him on record show. Oh, nice. hey buddy what's up so marcos hey what's up guys what's going on man Tell us who you are, what you're about, what you got going on. All right. Cool, cool. Some fun. So, Marcos, Duster Bust is in the house. Let's bring him on. Well, I'm getting, like, crazy delays and stuff. It's probably my connection. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up? Good to uh, good to see you guys. What you're about. Yeah, cool. So, I got um, – shit, I'm getting a terrible, terrible lag on my stuff. Sorry, guys. Well, I'm getting, like, crazy delays. Are you on Wi-Fi? I am. I am. Let me. Uh, cool. So I got. Let me see if I can set. Terrible. Move on. Come back. Come back to okay. me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mute you for now. Give me a thumbs up when you're ready. Okay. Um, if you can hardwire it to Ethernet, I used to have the same problems doing Wi-Fi. Um, even when it said I had a good connection, it would screw me over. So we'll bring you back on in a few minutes. Um. Give me a thumbs up when you're ready. Okay. Oh God, um, there's the feedback again. <laughs> I used to have the same problems doing Wi-Fi. Um, even when it said, hey, buddy, you got it. Can you hear us? So Who is that? We'll bring you All back right, hold on. on in a few minutes. Um, give me a thumbs up. Okay. Oh God, there's the feedback again. <laughs> this is a disaster. Hold on. Hold on. We're gonna we're gonna isolate where this feedback's coming from. Oh God! There's the feedback again. This is a disaster. Holy shit! (laughs) Oh, welcome to live production. What is happening right now? Okay, you're all muted, and it's just me now. You get to listen to me, guys. Okay, one at a time here. All right, Matt, bringing you on. Hello. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, I'm sorry, this is a shit show right now, but that's okay. We're going to bring Mike back in. No feedback. Bud in. No feedback. Johnny in. No feedback. Yeah. Okay. 
podcast. I'm sorry, this is a shit show right now, but that's it's you. <laughs> we found him. Uh, turn the volume down on your computer because I think we're picking it up through your microphone. Yes, yes, the worst train wreck ever. Okay. Okay. Still getting feedback. Dillian, turn your computer down and try to get the audio strictly through your headphones, okay? Irvin, in the house. Yo. We're going to add you to the stream, buddy. What's up? How's it going, brother? Good, man. Good. Tell us, for those of uh, for those folks listening and those folks in the chat that are watching, tell us who you are, what you're about. Obviously, share your socials and YouTube channel if you have one. Uh, so I've got a YouTube channel. Um, okay. Kind of can't say I'm I'm a somebody. Um kind of fairly new in the Mopar. Okay. Community. I've I have a two thousand seven Dodge Charger, so I'm over here listening to everyone talk about all these classics and you guys are getting me all wet here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just like dude I'm 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 gonna come in this chat with a two thousand seven Dodge Charger. Like what about my story? I got no story. <laughs> like compared to these guys. Especially hey. driving Mopar. <laughs> See, that's the thing about talking Mopars, though, is that all things Mopar. As long as you're an enthusiast, I don't care. I I would have a Honda guy on the show if he's like, I hate my fucking Civic. I want a Mopar. Right? <laughs> I'd be like, well, let's talk through it, buddy. We'll figure out how how we need to go in and ask to see the vault in a bank, and then maybe we can get you some money, and we'll get you a Mopar. <laughs> Be careful how you ask it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and if you do, don't bring in finger guns, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, give me all your money. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. Ronnie's hanging out with the rough crowd nowadays. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think we're... <clears throat> Freaking Mike. <laughs> Dylan, we do have we do have a closet on the podcast. So we're gonna go ahead and remove him for a second until he comes back on. All right. <clears throat> we're back. So Irvin, Irvin, how long have you been uh watching Talking Mopars or known about the page and stuff? I wanna say maybe mid April. I mean oh, I really? I got a hold of you um and I was like I was I, I'm I'm a big podcast guy. Um, listening to podcasts, I, have, I listen to different podcasts, and I caught on to all the podcasts, and I got bored. I'm, I'm <laughs> I caught my listening to other podcasts, and then I was like, yeah. "Is there any car related podcasts out there?" And then, sure enough, I just searched Mopar, and then the next, you know it, <laughs> talking Mopar. And you know, there's, there's like over seven <laughs> episodes at the time, and I'm like, "Oh crap, I got to go through all of them." <laughs> Nice. And it did. Yeah. I, dude, I was I, I would listen to them all day um at work. And it took me maybe I would say a few weeks, like two weeks maybe. I got I, I got through all of them. It was nice. ridiculous. Damn, man. That's intense. So, so that's where all the downloads came from. I was like, oh yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's it's awesome, crazy. It, it's it's crazy hearing <laughs> you guys talk because you can relate to it. And yeah. all these stories, everyone else's small part story. It's, it's, it's it touches home, you know what I mean. So yeah. it's like, and and I, and I know earlier in your and earlier of your uh, some of your podcasts, you would say that oh, you know, share your story, you know, um, I'm gonna leave my number, you guys can call, leave a little voicemail, and, and stuff like that. And I and I was just listening to like what episode 12 and 15, 30, and I'm wondering like, I wonder if you're still doing that. I'm like, I want to call and you know leave my. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then sure enough, well, ep- what is it, episode 70 or I, like very at the end, I'm just like, oh, yeah, he's still doing it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're still here. Tad um, always hits him up. <laughs> hey, that's who's missing tonight. We don't have Tad. Tad you know, Tad, uh, I think I have a couple messages I haven't played from him yet. Oh. <laughs> I I do man, he, he's such a character. I, I loved having yeah. him on the show. I want to get him back on. He was gonna talk about um how he restored the Super B in his garage with basic tools and nothing too crazy. Um, because we wanted to uh bring some people on that have actually restored cars. And I know if, I mean Everybody here has touched him. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Irvin, you'll get into the game soon, dude. I, I imagine you're going to you're gonna get something soon, dude. I imagine. We'll see. Irvin, <laughs> just make up a story and send it in now because it's going to take Chris a few months to get to it. So by then, <laughs> yeah. you'll have a car. <laughs> uh. Well, that, um, and I've had my 2007 Dodge Charger for about two years now. I got it and only had 71,000 miles. And... Um, 5.7 Hemi, so it's an RT. Okay. Uh, and not even, I would say, phew, three months later, it dropped a valve seat. Oh, of course. Uh, uh, <laughs> on the bank, bank two passenger side on cylinder six, it, it, it dropped a valve seat. And it's the craziest thing because it didn't, you know, I wasn't driving, the car wasn't in motion, and the valve seat just dropped. It literally happened at startup. And when I tried starting the car, the car would not start. It was down the street almost. Um, I was picking on my daughter. And the car wouldn't start, and I couldn't figure out why. And uh, so the car would not run. I had to bring it home, pedal it home, and park it in the back. And then sure enough, I thought maybe the the so it was something sparked because it wouldn't fire at all. So I can't, there was no ticking or knocking. I, 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 I didn't know what it was. So what I ended up doing, I ended up doing a compression test, and I found out that Cylinder 6 had no compression whatsoever. And, wow. well, that's what fun – this and you need to take things apart and it, it's my first it was my first rebuild um not my first job working i'm not my first time working on the car i'm a mechanic okay and so i took out the intake manifold and i took off the intake manifold you can hear shit rattling inside of it <laughs> so <laughs> i was like crap no <laughs> and it's a pre-ego 5.7 with a uh, like that plastic nasty looking intake manifold so um I took that out, and you could after you took out the intake manifold, you can actually see the port, the intake port, and then sure enough, on cylinder six, you can see that valve seat hanging for dear life. But, <laughs> and uh, it was it was time to take off the head, and and when I took off that head on that passenger side, I I actually took off both heads to, to make sure there was nothing, no other valve seat. But I took off that head, and the piston was tore up, the head was tore up. Um, Luckily, the car was not running. I mean, it was just starting up. I mean, it was yeah. just the starting of the car, so the piston walls was not were not damaged at all. Nice. Um, Good. the piston the piston head was shot, and the head the head itself was fucked up. And I had I had a few choices, and everyone kept telling me just buy a new a used uh mortar, uh or or whatever. And I was like, why am I gonna buy a, uh, a used mortar of the same issue? <laughs> it's, yeah. Right? Yeah. it's just gonna happen eventually. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? So what I ended up doing, well, and they also said I can take it into a machine shop and get my heads machined or whatever. Um, uh, there's a shop in Texas that sell new uh, heads, re- like new heads for my uh, that pre-ego 5.7. They're like $500 as long as you, for the pair. So I took in, I sent in, they, I got those for 500 bucks and they have the valve seat issue fixed. So they have, I don't know if it's oversized valve seat 
or they're special coated or they're pressed differently, but they pretty they're pretty much to prevent the valve you know drop. Like nice, you know, period. So I bought those, put those on, and uh, I was I got dude, I, I got the car started up. I, I did all that in one day. I think it was my birthday. It was uh, <laughs> one o'clock in the morning, and it was January fifth, and I did it all by myself, just putting on those heads and starting on my car. It was no feeling like it, dude. It was it was just amazing. Um, what made that valve seat drop? It was the bank two catalytic converter was clogged, so oh, really? it, it caused heat. And uh, with that heat, yeah, eventually, you know, going, getting so hot, cold, or whatever, it, apparently that's when the valve seat dropped. I had to change that cat as well. Interesting. Um, wow. So yeah, that's pretty much what started me getting really into, you know, these move parts. Um, I was a fan way before then too. Um, I don't know if you guys watched NCIS uh, or if you guys heard of it. Uh, that show. I've heard of it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Special Agent Gibbs. He dri- He he was driving that uh, Charger and it's a Hemi. <laughs> yeah. He's all about it. All all the episodes. He's always the one driving. He wouldn't let anyone else drive him. And in the in the show, his dad even has that uh, 1970 Dodge Challenger. It's yellow, and it's a 426 Hemi, and it shows it in the show. And that's when I was like, dude, I want one of those Chargers. But um, that Challenger was like his childhood car or whatever, and I guess his dad kept it. Anyways, that's totally different story. Huh. Uh, but, yeah, man, I mean, other than that, other than that dropping that valve seat, uh, my, my, like, I would say maybe five months later, my car also um, – on a rod <laughs> oh shit <laughs> uh yeah dude so <laughs> hey hey urban somebody's asking what's the company name that sells those hemi heads see that sucks because i found the vendor through uh ebay and everyone keeps asking me that and i always gotta just <laughs> go back and look it up but i know it's in texas and they're pretty cheap it's 500 bucks for brand new hits, and they have that valve seat issue fixed. You just got to make sure you show, you tell them that um, your one of your heads has that EGR uh, port, because I some cars don't have that EGR, and I think that's it. And they say that you buy the heads, they send you the, the the new head, and when you get your new heads and you keep the, the 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 box, you put your old ones in there for a core exchange. If you don't return your old heads, you pay I think three hundred bucks. Okay. Hmm. But uh, I need to get back on that um, that company for sure because everyone keeps asking me and I keep telling them like yeah yeah <laughs> that's a big hey you got the biggest problem on those engines figured out though uh, that was the <laughs> biggest issue on them <clears throat> and uh, I am curious to see what company it is because five hundred bucks isn't too bad and I know that mine uh, the 06 Hemi I have is pre Eagle too and when I got it uh, when I started tearing it down I took the heads off and I realized that it had a, a little uh, remanufactured block sticker on it and I got it with blown head gaskets or one blown head gasket so when I pulled the heads off I checked everything seems good but I don't trust the heads you know what I mean so I was yeah I've always been wanting to if I don't sell the engine because now I'm thinking about selling it because now I have a an eagle headed um five seven so I'm like oh, I guess I really don't need the other one but I also have a van now too, so I'm like, eh, maybe I'll put it in the van. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Broke that pre ego. You know, I've been I've been thinking about it. I mean, I got them. You know, I bought the I bought the engine for a hundred bucks, and it came with everything. <laughs> so, um, aside from the transmission, I have everything: full chassis, harness, um, all the little computers. I was like, fuck, how many computers does this thing have? Because the guy <laughs> just started on. Because I saw it on offer up for a hundred bucks, and it it just said a Hemi Core 
basically. So I was like, okay. I go over there and he just starts unloading parts. He's like, you want this? You want this? I, I looked at him. I said, I'll take it all. Just load my truck. Whatever you don't want, I'll take it. And I'll figure it out. Because uh, I wasn't going to need it all. And I was like, I'll just start selling off the little parts and hopefully I'll end up with a free Hemi. I've had it for like two years and I haven't sold a damn thing. So, <laughs> but that's, that's the way it goes. But you're, you're in Mopars now. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, it's funny that you're still into Mopars because some people will be like, oh, yeah, I want a charger. They get a charger and they start fucking – the thing starts falling apart on them. They're like, all right, see ya. I'm going to go get a Mustang or some shit. Yeah. No, I, I, one of your podcasts, you mentioned about um, go getting a scatback and um, mm-hmm. what happened to you with that. Uh, they, they, they ran your credit and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing happened to me not not that long ago when I went to go trade in my charger for a, a newer Challenger Mark uh, mm-hmm. Okay. And dude, it's $560 a month for 63 months. <laughs> yeah. And the car was 21,000. So if you do the math, uh that's 36,000 more yeah. around there. So you how yeah. much is really paying? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um it, I, it the sa- the sales gal that screwed me over that day sent me a birthday card and email i was like i was so fucking pissed i was like really oh i know it was like automatically generated but i'm sure i'm sure like it just it was i ran your credit again are you sure you don't want it yeah i couldn't believe your name but okay (laughs) yeah that god i was so mad about that but Moving on, we got we got Marcos in the house. Dust or bust, what's up? Let's get you on now. Tell us your story, buddy. What's going hey, on? Hey, what's up, guys? Sorry, I, I clearly don't know much about technology, which is which is why I like 70s cars. So <laughs> well, hey, you're in and you sound good, and we don't hear any feedback anymore. So yeah. that's right, that's the sweet. nature of the beast. You're on. Yeah, so. there you go. There you go. So hey, Chris, uh, thanks for having me on. You know, first yeah, time man. we actually talk, so you know, we're in the little chat group together, but but good to, good to be on. Um, so me, I am kind of regular Joe and, uh, just decided kind of always had this, like one day I'm going to work on cars thing. And, uh, and I decided why wait for one day time to time to get started. So I actually started working on my duster. So I got a 74 duster that I'm working on. I started working on it back when I was like a teenager, just started like pulling shit apart. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Just started pulling shit apart. And then I, I basically moved off to college after a few months of ripping it down to, to mostly down to the body. And then I, I, I moved away and forgot about it for like the, the better part of 20 years. And then my mom was like, oh, I'm going to have to have the car moved again. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, you know, I left her with this burden of a, of a taking apart car. So I was like, all right, well, now, now, is the, now is the time. So went, picked up my duster. Hauled it up to Ohio where I live now. I grew up in, in El Paso, Texas, so I heard a few other Texans on, on the call. So, um, yeah. so yeah, hold it up to Ohio. Started working on it. So I got my channel, uh, Duster Bus, just small, you know, just kind of kind of doing my thing, trying to trying to build a car, trying to learn everything as I go. I, you know, never done it before. So just try to, you know, try to learn and build stuff and make some videos, just kind of hoping to inspire other, other newer guys just to, to get in there and get started. So that's pretty much it. Nice. Awesome. Awesome, man. Um, I, I have to ask. What? 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 Oh, he's gone. <laughs> um, I have to, <laughs> I have to ask. So you're, you're from Texas, right? What yep. made you, what made you go to Ohio? Cause I'm trying to go to Texas and I, I like to talk to people that have left and I'm like, Hey, why'd you leave? 
What, what do no, I not I, know? No, I hate the heat. I hate the heat. Okay. No, no, that's not not fully true. I work. You know, I got. I I was going to school down there. I actually went to school in in Las Cruces, um, okay. New Mexico State, and then I, you know, got a job. They they hired me out. I actually spent five years at a at a factory in Missouri, and then okay. just kind of jumped around and ended up in in Cincinnati. So okay, were you were, were you always a Mopar guy, or did the duster just fall in your lap, and that's what you decided to build? You know, I'm. <sighs> I like segments of just about every car company. Sure. I, I really like Mopar cars though. I think I think from a car standpoint, I got I gotta go with the Mopars. Um but but yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely Mopar, but but I do love Mopar cars, especially kind of the pre eighties stuff. But uh but some of the new stuff too, you know, if I had the money for it, I, I'd be looking at some of those some of those newer ones as well. But uh but yeah, not, not nothing specific specifically drove me that direction. Yeah, right on. General car enthusiast. I, I'm a car enthusiast too. I I just always joke and I say I have a fetish for Mopars. That's it. So that's what I that's what I roll with. Um, but uh, I, I I like hearing stories about guys that uh are just firing up their first project car. You know, you got your project car and you fired up a YouTube channel as well. That's fun. Um, YouTube is the reason I started releasing a bunch of content that i've had just sitting around for youtube to boost up the channel because i have so much content and i just haven't put it on youtube i put one of them on youtube right now immediately i get a strike against me because the music the intro music that i use i have full rights to it i bought the rights to it and it still triggered it on youtube so now i have to prove i have the rights and the company that i uh got the rights to the music from um they have 30 days to respond so now i'm sitting here in limbo with these videos because it sent it sent me a message uh youtube sent a message or gave me a message that said uh even though you're not monetized right now once you get monetized you're not going to see any of the money for that video it's going to go straight to the person who created the music unless you can prove you have exclusive rights so i i halted everything until i can and i have the paperwork to prove it so i'm just waiting to hear back from youtube but that was uh like 15 or 16 days ago so now i'm still waiting and it's kind of pissing me off (laughs) to be honest yeah youtube youtube is a tough nut to crack i've noticed but there are there are certain strategies and um i'm not really i don't really care about monetizing youtube my big goal is just to get more people to listen to the podcast and to get on these lives i'm i I do want to build the channel up because I do have the power to um, live stream from both Facebook and YouTube, but I don't have a big enough following on YouTube. Most of the people that know about my YouTube know the Facebook page. So I'm just kind of hanging out here for a while until, uh, I mean, who knows? Facebook may not even, or uh, YouTube may not even pop off for me. It might just be someplace that I put content, hopefully driving traffic to the podcast. So we'll see. But YouTube is fun. It's fun, but it's definitely, uh, there's so so much content out there. It's like, you know, you can get lost in the shuffle really quick unless unless you have something that, you know, you have to have those those niches. Like, it, yeah, and if someone's got a 74 Duster, they're going to look up. I mean, I looked up 78 Dodge Van. I didn't look up Custom Van. I just wanted to see who was building 78. So there's people out there. And then, you know, I don't know what the trick is other than saying, 
hey like junk junkyard stuff people love junkyard stuff the most views i've had on any of my facebook videos are with me walking around pick and pull just talking shit <laughs> i'm like six thousand views why well, didn't say shit <laughs> like all right so it's just it's the weirdest thing but uh youtube is definitely yeah um it's just tough yeah. for me because when you get into multiple channels, like it's almost like pick one to focus on and then kind of uh, let stuff go to the other ones and just see what happens with them. Because it's like I've invested so much time into Facebook that now I'm kind of stuck here, even though I've wanted to leave a long time ago. Because um, <laughs> obviously because of all, all the BS surrounding Facebook, but now I'm stuck. So I just have to ride it out. So we'll see. But, uh, you might get famous like Johnny Mopar and have people like Steve Dulcich come into your house and buy him parts <laughs> off you. Yeah, one day, that'd be awesome. Yeah, one day I can meet exactly. Dulcich. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. That guy, I, I, I would love to just talk to that guy. He's got so much experience and all that fun stuff. What do you guys think? I mean, I know that Uncle Tony and the roadkill guys now have some sort of a beef going on and i'm part of me wants to hate on them and go yeah no i'm not going to fall into the celebrity bullshit i know what you guys are doing but then the other part of me is like i don't really want to pick a side i just kind of want to grab the popcorn and watch the shit show and go hey you guys yeah. of all the things you're going to build two shitty 318s and it's not that i don't like 318s well i mean uncle tony's sitting there like acting like he's broke it's like hey dude you're not fooling anybody. We know you're pulling in some money, okay? <laughs> you know, because he's like, oh, with a big corporation, blah, blah, blah. It's not like Motor Trend's like, hey, crush this guy. Here's a million dollars. Go build the baddest 318 you can. <laughs> Come on, Tony. Come on. And I like I like them both. I like Uncle Tony. Yeah. I like his content. Um, so I'm not taking sides. I'm just saying how ridiculous this shit is. Uh, you know, yeah. it's like – I know Uncle Tony's making some money. You seen that shop? You think that's cheap? I know it's in Murfreesboro, yeah. Tennessee, or whatever. But come on, that's, still, that's a He's, nice shop. I've yeah. seen the amount of just based on what I what little I know about CPM and stuff like that. As far as um, for those of you that don't know, this might be a little bit boring. But uh, if you're on YouTube and you get monetized, you get ad revenue. And I believe on YouTube, it's paid much like Facebook in CPM, which is cost per milli which is a thousand so how much you get paid per thousand views um and i i've seen the amount of views tony's channel gets so he has to be rolling in you know five figures a month i'd imagine if, if it's not five figures and he might be doing something wrong <laughs> but i'm curious to see where this goes what do you guys think who do you think is going to win this thing uh my vote's well, dulcet. first, first dulcet. of all you're gonna put that yeah dulcet. i mean really <laughs> what <laughs> I uh so so real quick I, I like I saw Tony's like list of demands and stuff and then, and then in the end he's like he's like you know I expect you guys to cheat because I'm gonna cheat so it's like you know I don't know I think it would if if they were legitimately gonna go after it I think it would be cool if they just supplied like two equal blocks, two equal cranks, rods, pistons, like, you know, leave it open to certain things. Like maybe even the camshaft's the same, but, you know, like say porting, you know, Tony porting, wants to yeah. reverse the pistons and stuff in it. Go ahead. You know, whatever, like tweaks you can make internally, you know, will really show like your, uh, I guess, niche or expertise or, you know, whatever. 
your your little funky things that you can make more power out of. I think that would be the way to go. I mean, and I think I think it would be a win win, honestly. Because, I, I mean, I think Dulcich would would crush him, but <laughs> um, and I like yeah. I like Uncle Tony, but I think he would crush him. And but even if Uncle Tony took a stock 318 and did a bunch of crap to it and it still made like you know nice power it's like well okay you know hey we just took this 318 and it made 350 horse and dulcius made you know 375 horse let's just say i mean that's a win-win it it, whether you built the motor this way or that way and you can take the best of both worlds and kind of put them together and learn something you know i think it'd be pretty awesome i agree i i don't love the idea like the way that they poise the test it's it's not even like take two stock 318s it's like take two random junk 318s yeah Yeah. and like who knows what you get like you may get a total piece of crap or since rusted in there and it's stuck like like, oh well that's your problem that's the one you picked right (laughs) or realistically they're going to open it ahead of time they're going to put some good parts in it be like oh i got lucky yeah Um, yeah yeah I think Tony is. <laughs> I mean, the realistic way you can do it somewhat fairly is just to go, okay, let's build a couple 318s, but let's put a limit on the cost of the build and whatever you can do with that cost. I mean, if you've got some tricks that you can apply and then save some money elsewhere to use on something else, I think that would be better. Um because that way it kind of opens the door. I mean, if you start with two core 318s and say, okay, you got a limit of five grand and you provide you provide receipts, yeah. Yeah. then it becomes, okay, I'm going to prove how much better I am because I'm going to do it for three grand and still whoop their ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's where you can brag because you can go, all right, well, I won. Here are my receipts. I only paid three grand. So, I mean, I that like would be, that Johnny's would be idea. Oh, well, you don't like mine, bud? What the fuck? I had a better idea. That always, that always, that always uh, providing receipts leads to, uh, you know, mishandling of receipts as well. You know what I mean? But Yeah, that's true. Like Johnny, yeah. Touch on Johnny's subject is maybe put them in a room for a week, you know, or, or a room, but a shop for a week. They have, they're provided the same stuff, and it's just based on their knowledge of how they can squeeze every little bit of horsepower out from there while they're being scrutinized by some sort of a staff that's that's going to make it as heads up as possible well, right and they get a show out of it and yeah. tony tony did say something at the end too about like okay we'll tear we got to tear the motors apart at the end so you you run them on the dyno you make your power numbers and then you got to tear them down to to prove like you know, you didn't you didn't put in some gigantic cam or something, you know, sneaky like that, or a nitrous system through the block or something, you know. Uh, so I, I think you could, if you if if you did that part of it, you wouldn't have to monitor them really. You could just say, go, you know, here here's the parts. We're going to supply them. They're equal. They've all been spec'd out. Anything beyond that, you could do whatever the hell you want to. And then and gotcha. you run them on the dynos, and then you just tear them down, and the guys sit there and you know, mic out the cam or whatever, check the cylinder bore size, check the stroke, make sure they're not cheating, you know, or they stayed within <laughs> the rules, you know, and they go from there, you know. Yeah, I like that idea. I still think yeah. Dulcich would win. I think he, Tony's uh, probably watching ahead, this. He's going to be pissed at all of us. Roto's actually going to answer him back at all? I mean, do you think they're even going to say anything uh, about it? Yeah. 
well, one of yeah, one of you on on our uh, what do you call it where where we communicate? Somebody put a, I think Adam did. He posted uh, the response. Uh, yeah, the response from Dolchitz mm. yeah. saying he basically said, "Hey, Tony," you know, and he posted Tony's picture, I guess, and he says, "PM <laughs> me." Yeah, uh, he said, oh. "Hey, Tony, we can turn this into a show and make some money, buddy." Call me. Okay. I don't think he said that, but that is probably what he meant. Yeah, if, Tony, if Tony's pissed off that we're talking about him, I'm just going to send him a carton of cigarettes, and hopefully that'll bury the hatchet. <laughs> Tony, I do like you, dude. I'm not talking shit. Um, I actually, I think it would be entertaining, to be honest. Yeah, and I, I think Dulcet's got something to win. I mean, I mean, he's got something to gain from this because he does have Motor Trend, right? He's doing all the roadkill stuff, but. He also has his own channel. He's just started on YouTube, and yeah. you know it looks like it's pretty independent of Motor Trend. So, if he wants to build his channel, I mean, he's got a lot to gain from Uncle Tony, you know. And then I think, I think if that matchup happened and that those guys did do something, I think I'd like, it would help both. I, I'd like to know about the Motor Trend contracts because there's a certain somebody that I told, "Hey, come on the show," because we had a little disagreement. And uh, I thought we buried the hatch and I was like, you know, I've always wanted you to come on the show. Anyway, I had planned to have you on the show and he kind of big timed me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> he's like, oh, my motor trend Ooh. contract. I can't. I was like, your motor Ooh, trend contract, dude. <laughs> yeah. I guess you get a motor uh -huh. trend contract if you take a bunch of pictures. But that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Mine must be in the mail then. <laughs> this guy, I, I couldn't believe he big time me like that. I was like, really, dude? I was like, I mean, would, but you know, yeah. I, I guess if you're in the background and you take some pictures of a TV show being filmed, you have a contract with Motor Trend. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, we won't get too far into that, but that guy's an asshole. I'll say that. <laughs> How do you really feel? <laughs> He's not mad about it. I'm, I'm not. Don't ask no. me that. Don't yeah. ask me that. It's water, water under the bridge. Under the bridge. Water <laughs> under the bridge. <laughs> uh, yeah. He didn't hurt my feelings at all. I love no. that guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna send him that a birthday. I'm gonna send him a birthday card. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> and then run his run his credit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Randomly generated card. <laughs> We've got another guest coming on the show here. Um Jeremy, sorta of stock. I like I like the name. Jeremy, what's hey, up? We got going, you, buddy. Yeah. What's up, Jeremy? Yeah, we got you. Tell us who you are, what you got going on. Yeah, well, I'm Jeremy Williams. Uh been building you no know, a bodies for a long time specifically a bodies never know to touch anything else but i see i, I see what them. you got there i see what you got there yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm not sure what you can see on my, my camera lens though but i've got that 69 in the back yeah that's a barracuda i'm dropping the v10 into so it's gonna be fun when it's done oh, i've got like two and a half months left yeah so, jeremy williams for those hard. of you that don't know for some of you have been listening to the podcast for a while Irvin, you might remember jeremy williams sent in the story about building a 69 cuda with a uh, a 69 barracuda with a viper v10 in it okay <laughs> when i when i read that story i was like holy yep. shit i was like all right cool yeah let's let's get into it so where's the project at now buddy? my kind of build right so there. nice yeah. yeah yeah i was trying to go for a goat right so uh <laughs> yeah. i guess the v10 just sounded like it but uh right now and that's the point where I finally cut everything that I needed to do, mm -hmm. which was way more than I was expecting. So, you know, the whole firewall is gone, the trans <laughs> yeah. tunnel, all that. All of it's gone. Even the trans cross member's gone. So I uh, got all that cut out. 
I got the front suspension going in right now. I got the RSK member bolted up, so that's pretty nice. Had to bolt it in before I could cut the cross member for the trans. So uh, right now I'm just fabricating. I'm fabricating for the next few weeks. Yeah, that seems like a lot of work. Good luck with you. Work. Yeah. I've already had the engine in and out three that... times, so oh. <laughs> hoping to keep it in single digits at least. The <laughs> you want a heater. <laughs> what was that? You guys gonna be so close to you through the firewall. You won't need any heater, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm already looking at how I'm gonna get back at the seat back because I'm six three, so already oh, yeah, small enough. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think you might have, and now I, I might be speaking out of line here. You might have the only Barracuda A body Barracuda that has a Viper engine in it when it's all said and done. I don't think I've ever yeah, heard of that swap probably. before. So I thought the same thing, but I posted on the only forum, not you know, like the Facebook post, the actual website. Uh -huh. and there was somebody that had a 67 coupe that dropped yeah. in an 8.0 diaper V10. In. So I saw Shit. all those and you know, Dodge drops, exactly what I'm going for. So Wow. And his, is his already running and everything? It's already on the road? Yeah, that one's done. Yeah, I think oh, it was somewhere shit. in uh, Switzerland or Sweden, somewhere. that uh, where Wow. We built, so it's pretty cool. See, you just can't you can't be original these days. I mean, <laughs> no, you try as so, you can, but fuck. I mean, I would have sworn that was the only one, <laughs> you know. But hey, it, yeah. if you're one of two on the planet Earth, that's cool. That's too. not too bad, <laughs> right? Know? No, no. And hey, you can pull up to any LS swap piece of shit <laughs> and go. Hey, <laughs> that's a cute little LS you got. <laughs> oh man. What I'm afraid of though is, is I don't know if you've uh, ever heard of V10, but uh, they sound different. They're totally different. Oh, yeah. They're exhaust notes. A lot yeah. of people don't like them. Uh, I was a little indifferent on them for a long time. I had a SRT10 pickup. Okay. And, uh, until I found the right combo for the exhaust, right? I wasn't too fond of the sound. But uh, really? with what I got in this uh, cam and the headers I've got that I'm modifying, I'm hoping it'll sound pretty good. Trying to get away from the tractor sound, right? Yeah. Like that's what uh, the V10s <laughs> did. I, I actually don't mind the sound. I've never heard an SRT 10 truck that I didn't like. Maybe I just lucked yeah. out and heard good ones or something. But um, every time I heard one go by me, I was like, damn, I want one of those. <laughs> Did you have well, a it's hard to tell what it is at times, right? Because it sounds a little bit like stepped over. So you could tell maybe it's a six cylinder. Yeah. It doesn't have that throaty V8 sound. It's different. It, it is definitely different. How did you how did you like your truck? I've never I know that I had uh, SRT Jovita on the show last week and she was talking about trying to get an SRT 10. And it's one of those things that I've always it's always kind of been on my bucket list of Mopars that I wouldn't mind owning someday. Which one did you own? Did you own the quad cab with the automatic or did you have a single cab with the six speed? I had the single cab. It was in 04. Uh, nice. I sold it in September, so I don't have it anymore. Okay. Uh, moved down to San Diego from Fresno. But uh, okay. yeah, the single cab had 32. 2000 miles on it you know it's nice. all original but uh just you know imagine the 500 horses with no weight in the rear <laughs> anytime there's water on the road i was not touching gas pedal anything more than i had to maybe <laughs> it off of a stoplight because if i tried to just take off normal not even you know with any excessive acceleration uh those big back tires would break loose and i'd be sliding so well, Shit, I now I want one even Corolla more. In the ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you I drop it in the third on the freeway, though, it takes off. Oh, I bet. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, those are those are fucking badass trucks, man. I've always wanted one. Yep. Um, and like I, I don't care who I 
can can or can't beat off the line. It's like, well, I guess no traction. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man. Um, cool, man. Well, uh, I'm sure if you had those problems in the truck, then I'm sure the Barracuda is going to be a whole different animal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, what I'm are you doing? Pushing back, so hopefully I can balance it out a little bit better. What are you going to run for a rear end on that thing? A Dana sixty or something? So Four I've got nine a inch sixty in it. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. No, not, not putting a Ford one in there. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was uh, like, he might, he might turn, he might turn real bad here. Let's find out. <laughs> that's, cool. that's cool, man. Yeah. Um, it was how picking which gears to run though. So seven uh, or three, seven threes is the the magic okay. number with the T fifty six. So that that'll be cool. Um, I'm curious to see what that thing will weigh when it's all said and done because those Viper engines they got to weigh what seven hundred pounds or something like that. They're huge. <laughs> yeah, so I've got a ninety six model. Uh, it's RT ten one, so it's a Gen one, the last of it. Okay. So they're they got like eighty pounds extra just in the block. Uh, okay. Oh wow. So wow. a little bit heavier, but uh we'll see what it is. Yeah, I imagine uh now I don't know too about the Viper engines. Did Lamborghini have anything to do with the design in those things? I they thought there was the they designed they the, design intake. the okay. intake. Yeah, they 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 yeah, they have built the heads on the thing too. Oh really? Huh. Yeah, they also helped with yeah. casting because, you know, Mopar had the V10, the truck engine, but they never casted the aluminum engine of that size, so they went to, to Lamborghini to help with casting. Interesting. Yeah, but it was a Mopar design from all yeah. my research. <laughs> cool. Yeah, badass engines, man. God. Yeah. I I, w- cool. I would love to have I would love to have a Viper someday, but I'd settle for a Viper truck. I don't know, maybe it's just me. <laughs> I settle for a Viper truck. <laughs> my my brother, he he just bought one. <laughs> Not re- uh, not I want to say recently because it's been literally a year since he got it. He got it for twenty five thousand, and I guess the previous owner cammed it or he did something with it, and it wasn't tuned properly. It it was meaning sounding, but he only had it for a few weeks before the engine just gave out. Oh, and uh, he just got a new engine. Um, I want to say probably like the first week of May. He posted it on Instagram, and he just got it in. Um. I don't know if it's a new engine or I think he just had his original engine machine. Cause I'm, I'm assuming, and um, I'm assuming a new engine would be way more expensive than rebuilding yeah. your other one. But uh, yeah, he was pissed, man. He went back to the previous owner and, but I mean, he sold it, he sold it to him and he bought it just as is whatever happens after he bought it, it's on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, uh, mm. yeah, he bought it, 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 but it was an evil sound. There was nothing like it. You can hear him from, like, blocks away. It was just like, woof, 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 like, just <laughs> evil-sounding truck. It was scary, actually. <laughs> All blacked out. Oh, man. Nice. Yeah, that's, the last, that's, one, that's one of the last Mopar engines I would want to blow up next to, like, a Gen 2 Hemi. It's like, shit, I just blew the <laughs> yeah. Viper engine? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, damn. Viper tack. Yeah, that was fun while it lasted. Um, there was a comment. Gary Hart uh, asked you, Jeremy, um, what you're doing about cooling, because cooling has always been an issue, especially in that, those first-gen Vipers. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, if you look at the cooling lines, it took me a while to understand it. The uh, the thermostat's in the back of the block, mm-hmm. right in the back. So that means it's got to run to and from the radiator. So it runs right on top of the exhaust manifolds, directly. <laughs> oh, wow. It's yeah, not a good good design. Um, I've got uh, a really fat big aluminum radiator. Doctor sit behind me, and uh, so I'm gonna take those lines, get them away from the exhaust manifolds, run them underneath the fenders, or 
pin tucked away near the fenders to get it away from the manifold and then over into the radiator. So hoping that should take care of it. Awesome. I'm looking at that engine like, God, that'd be kind of badass in a van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to happen. Can you damn. imagine? <laughs> <laughs> imagine popping oh. a hatch of the show and showing a V10 and everybody's sweet. Shit. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> is that a, is that a, a yeah, that... preview of what you're going to do with your with yeah, <laughs> uh, you know I could do whatever I want, but it's still gonna. At the end of the day, it's still gonna be a boogie van. You know what I mean? They're still gonna be like, it's just a it's fast and creepy. That I mean, <laughs> you know. Hey, well, I, I like I'll, your idea, yeah. I mean, no, no, you said you wanted to do podcasts back there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I want to do mobile podcast. I want to take it to events. I would like to get to go around the country and do in-person stuff. Like if I could go to Southern California, meet up with Jeremy and check out his CUDA, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? That that yeah, kind of I, stuff would be fun for me. I would love to do that. And uh, if anybody from Motor Trend is listening, I will sell out in a heartbeat. <laughs> Talk to your boy. <laughs> we can well, make something happen. <laughs> that's, how you, that's how your YouTube channel should start off. If, if you do finish that van and you go, you, you go around around country, oh, yeah. you can start interviewing people and checking mm-hmm. out the rides. You know what I mean? That That's yeah. a good content for YouTube. So definitely, you know, like I said earlier, with YouTube, it's just like, yeah, it, you can you can fill that uh, a niche or you can just be completely different than everybody else. Like I would love to go to the wrecking yard. I just don't have them around here, but uh, mm-hmm. the guys that go to the wrecking yards and find these old Mopars and like, all right, it hasn't ran in 30 years, you know, like Dylan <laughs> McCool. And there's a bunch of guys out there, you know, <laughs> that do that kind of stuff. And those videos are those, they're fun. You know what I mean? But there's some guys that are so established that if you even try you know, it's like it, it, it. If you're doing it for fun, by all means, do it. If you're doing it to try to grow into, like, if you think you're going to be the next Uncle Tony or the next Dylan McCool, you know, that it's a those guys they get those loyal followings, and then when people come up doing the same kinds of things, you know, you get the people going, "Oh, he's just a you know, a knock wannabe, off. yeah, oh, knockoff." Yeah. And oh. I don't, I don't like that kind of talk, to be honest. That's not me. I think I just, <clears> so I, I have a YouTube channel. And I my Part of on there, I much more. The most popular video on my YouTube channel. I got a bunch of more stuff. You're breaking up, dude. I missed. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to follow you. Um, try so, saying uh, that again. Guys, <laughs> on the on the YouTube channel, I got, uh, I got a bunch of more stuff. So like review of my cars and my dad stuff and everything. And there's only really one video that done really really well. I guess it's Jerry to guess which one that is. It's the one where you get something started that was in a junkyard. Am I close? It's, it's my hero video. <laughs> Shit, you keep breaking up, dude. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm like getting bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, I will say that I really enjoyed your Fiero video. <laughs> Every he's once only, in a while. <laughs> he's only breaking up when he talks, though. So. I know, right? <laughs> I'm breaking up like don't I? Yeah, are you on Wi-Fi? Oh, headphones. I think it's, it might be the headphones. Are you on Wi-Fi? Is it? Uh, I have to be, yeah. Yeah, Wi-Fi is – I don't know why Wi-Fi is a bitch on these things. I've always had good bars on my Wi-Fi, but I always – for some reason, I always broke up when I I was on Wi-Fi. So I had I had to hardwire in order to get a decent stream. Um, So you may have to hardwire next time. Am I still breaking up again? Huh? <laughs> oh, damn it. 
totally breaking up, Anthony. Like as Technology. soon as you talk, it looks like everything's cool. Then you're talking, it's like it kills me too because I I can't. Now we heard you. You were perfectly clear there. Oh shit! Technology, right? Have him move his lips and someone else speak for him. <laughs> I've been sitting here the whole time thinking I was the only one with him chop it up on because Chris would always answer him. And I'm like, no, I know what I was saying. I, I take bits and pieces. I take bits and pieces of what I catch and then my genius brain fills in the rest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so I yeah. Got, I got real yeah, I was, quick. Got most of it, like, it was his best video was, and then. Oh, now he's gone completely. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking it up. Let me see if I can find it. Anthony, if you can hear me, I'm going to remove you. Join, uh, rejoin the link. All right, we'll try that. <clears throat> yeah, technology. You know, I can send a message to somebody in Australia, and they'll get it like that. But you yeah. try to be, try to be on a screen, and <laughs> everything goes to hell. <laughs> but that's kind of the. I'm on my phone too. I'm tripping out. <laughs> That's uh that's what separates shows like this from other shows because uh, this is an open forum. I want people to come on that I've never talked to to tell me about their projects and stuff and share with everybody. I I like that. Um I don't uh I don't like the idea of these guys that have these shows that don't open the forum up to their followers aside from just the chat i don't like that that's why you know i'll, I'll get a, a good 45 minutes in and then i'll post the link in the chat and then hopefully people will join us um sometimes it's great and sometimes it just doesn't work out but that's the way the cookie crumbles and i enjoy it no matter what so we'll work through it um if i can catch a little bit of what a guy's saying you know we'll figure it out and hopefully the people that are listening to the podcast next week aren't like holy shit how are we gonna do this <laughs> uh, i know i've listened to my own podcast like the next day and been like fuck is there something wrong with my <laughs> like looking at my headphones like oh no it's just the connection <laughs> what do you uh you touched on, on jeremy's car about getting off the line in that srt 10 pickup what do you think about Dave Dudek running a 963 and on bias flies in a 71 Hemi Cuda? Really? What is that? Yeah. Is he racing in the in the, um, the, the fast, fast factory fast? stock tire? Yeah. 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 Uh, I really want to have somebody on the show that participates in that. I know a couple guys, but um, it's always like every time I try to get them on, they're like, oh, it's racing season. I'm like, shit. <laughs> and then by the time, you know, off, yeah, off season, they're doing other going on right now. Really? Uh, those cars, yeah, I think I've talked I, I think I've talked about it on the podcast. I love that racing. I love that more than the hmm. big corporate sponsored racing. Um, yeah, yeah, I think same. it's way cool. Bias ply tires run in 10 seconds or nine seconds. I mean, what's the fat? What's, he ran. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. That's crazy. <laughs> right now, that is the fastest, but not during an event. Yeah, during an event, uh, I believe the fastest was a nine-seven and some change. I'm not 100 percent sure. Let's just think about that for a second, because I know that there's certain rules. Like you can have a cage. I think they let you have a cage, but it has to be like really hidden as best you can. And yeah, minimalist. Know. I think it has to be. Uh, I think there's a cage only because they're running so fast now. It used to be. Yeah. It didn't. It wasn't a requirement. I don't believe. Yeah. Yeah, eventually the tracks are like, eh, then bias plies, and, you know, you're running yeah. that fast. God, <laughs> I, I want to see one of those races in person, but I've looked locally, and 
uh, the Northwest apparently sucks because they don't come out here. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to always be peppered around the Midwest to the East Coast. I'd, I've never got one close enough that I could go see it in person. But as far as rules go, I know as far as I can have uh, from research and obviously the car has to be factory appearing and run on a mm-hmm. stock size tire that was offered that model year for whatever they're running. But the uh, engine internals can be anything. Um, but then it has to run through stock manifolds and they're yeah. like, they're like cooking the manifolds as far as dumping acid <laughs> down them to, to thin them out. Oh. And they, uh, they're cutting intakes apart and hogging them out and having guys weld them back together to make them look stock, you know, stuff Whoa. like that. It's just crazy. Hmm. Yeah. That that's where you get into the real creative shit. You know I mean? Anybody can go out and buy these giant you know, Hemis and shit, these big cubic inch motors. But when you, those factory appearing stock tire cars are just insane. <laughs> they, uh, I think they said that his, that, that Hemi and that Cuda dynoed almost a thousand horsepower. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Good God. Wow. <laughs> uh, I would love to know more specs on that. I think those guys kind of keep a lot of things close to the chest though. Right. I, I do believe so as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of like the, the big dogs. Like everybody wants to to get yeah. you know, take take down every every race. God, at least it's a Mopar though. You know, it really pissed somebody off. It was like, oh, this '69 Copo Camaro with a 427, whatever they got. <laughs> you know, I'm just spitballing here, but you know, exactly. Uh, Good job. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no shit. L72, 427. Yeah, 425. Fuck. Works. You know, there's people in the chat like we knew he was a fucking Chevy guy. I knew it. Fucking knew it. <laughs> uh, a lot of people don't know this, but my dad actually does have a mullet Camaro. He's got an 88 Camaro IROC Z um, because for a small nice. period of time, he shifted away from Mopars. And someday that will be mine to sell because <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what I'm going to do with it. <laughs> I'm mentioning that in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Good old Camaro IROC Z. <laughs> um, I'll probably drive it around for a little bit, listen to some Van Halen and shit, but, you know. <laughs> Not that I don't like Van Halen. Oh yeah, it's got T tops. So, yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I went, to on Wednesday night. <laughs> I went to a cruise on Wednesday night at a local custom shop. Um, there was like a legit rolling meme come come into the show. It was a kid in a oh like a ninety seven to, to two thousand two Camaro. T tops were off. He <laughs> legit had a mullet, wearing a Dale Earnhardt T shirt and the Pit Viper glasses. And oh, I'm yeah. like, this kid, I couldn't get my phone out to take a picture in time. I was like, this is like a meme waiting to happen on me. You can't make it up. Yeah. But that, that was me. But I, that was me. But I rolled in in white face. I had my face painted white with pit vipers on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, Anthony's back. All right, Anthony, we'll add you to the stream, buddy. This is your last shot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it is a little better so far. We uh, chopped a little, a little bit. Probe <laughs> over here. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Uh, okay. Great. Tell. T- okay, you're good now. Tell us what video got the most views. Please. Uh, the Fiero, actually. It's Did it? Gotten the most views. Yeah. See, it's that niche stuff, man. It's about thirteen thousand <laughs> videos. Thirteen views. Sorry, uh, Shit, there he goes. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I'm back. I think he said 13,000 views. Oh, oh we, we got you. Okay, go. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, but 
Shit. Switch out again in the Matrix. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that's okay. All right, well. Well, he we'll got just it bring... out. He got it out. He got a million views. He said a million views on a Fiero video. That's insane. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, the... yeah so, so why is it? Is it is it because you're like the only one that has a video on a Fiero? Or is it because how you did the walk around on the car? What do you think? What do you think um, set it out? It, it has a Hellcat engine. It to be uh, the the <laughs> the the fact that I didn't like cap on the fact that the cars were considered burned down. Like that, the, the defect in the early one and all that. Like, I actually enjoy the car, and there's not a whole lot of videos about that. Yeah, uh, I know that when I saw because I went to your channel and I saw that video. Of course, I went to it because I have this weird little thing with Fiero. I test drove a Fiero one time, and it was the squirreliest little fucking thing I've ever driven. I was like, "This is weird." <laughs> I didn't buy it, <laughs> but uh, it was definitely a, a weird driving car. I wish it had something cooler for an engine, because I mean, you could get. I know a little bit about Chevys. I know you can get the 2.8 and like uh, Chevy Corsicas and like the Berettas and things like that. So it's like, oh, uh, if they had did something just a little bit better. But um, I know people in the way back in the day, they were swapping and I don't know if they still do it, but Cadillac North Star engines and those things. And um, they were they were pretty crazy little cars. And if you think back to the 80s, you know, especially I like the later ones, like what you have with the rounder ass end. I like those better than the ones that are just straight cut. Um, I can't believe I'm talking about Fieros on the Talking Mopars. <laughs> <laughs> cool video. Don't forget, we talked mopeds once, too. We did talk mopeds. I'm trying to redeem myself talking of Fieros. <laughs> and yes, we did talk a little White Castle, too. Um, I had to double check my phone. The weird thing I'm going to start doing is I'm going to put a polyhead in my Cuda. That's the thing I'm setting up for. Really, a three eighteen uh, poly? Yeah, I'm gonna go to a four way. Cool. Um, I looked at really. I went and looked yeah. at a. Uh, it was at a trailer park. It was a sixty. I want to say a sixty seven Barracuda with a three eighteen in it. And I remember the guy was like, "I'm not home, but the car's unlocked." He goes, go ahead and take a look at it. So I go and I popped the hood. And at the time, this was several years ago. I didn't really know much about the Poly 318s. And I popped the hood. And uh, I had, I never took into account how unique the valve covers are. And when I popped the hood, I was like, a fucking lion sack of shit said he had a 318 in here. And I was looking at it. I was looking at it. And that's how much, how little I knew about the engines. And I was like, and it looked big. I was like, this isn't a, yeah. I was like, what am I looking at here? And then, uh, I looked at the ad again, and I believe it did say Polly somewhere in the ad. And I was like, I had to ask the guy. And he goes, oh, it's a Polly 318. And then, of course, I Googled it like, oh, okay. So I don't know shit. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> so I uh, learned a little bit about him. And it was interesting that he chose the Polly 318 to put in it. But it's definitely unique. You know, shit, you're more likely to see an LS swap Mopar than I think uh, somebody who swapped in a Polly 318. <laughs> oh but interesting yeah, well, I, I mean you got to try to be different right? are you gonna are you gonna build it up because i know there's some specialists out there that can squeeze some power out of it we've talked about it on this podcast before yeah i'm gonna make my power of the canada what i can do 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you broke up again, dude, but I, I figure. Yeah, it's a, it's all good. We we caught some bits and pieces. Fiero this, 318 poly that, you know. <laughs> we got the important stuff. <laughs> so basically putting a Oh, and he's man. gone. Oh, and he's gone. gone. <laughs> well, I wonder what it would take to put a 318 to the to factory Pontiac transaxle, you know, besides an adapter. But what would be in, you know, involved in engineering that, I suppose? Well, you mean like fitment, fitment issues? Yeah. In the Fiero? Oh, man. I don't know if you've ever looked in the hatch of those Fieros. I don't yeah. know. What do you, what would you call that? Not the hood, the bonnet. I don't know what you call it. A rear uh, engine. Yeah, mid engine or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, mid, yeah mid engine. That's weird. The lid, <laughs> you called the lid or something. <laughs> uh, weird. Jer- Jeremy could probably do it. He could probably get it done. Yeah. Oh yeah, get an angle yeah. grinder out there and start cutting. Yeah. yeah. I did want to ask you, Jeremy. When I see What's stuff up? like this, I I always when I see swaps like yours, I always mm-hmm. sit back and I go. How much experience in fabrication did this guy have before he took on this project? Or was it something that you just went right in? You said, fuck it, I'll figure it out or what? So it's probably 70%. Fuck it, I'll figure it out. 30% I've done some stuff before. <laughs> this, is, uh, this, is my, this is my fourth car that I've built. Okay. So uh, it was a 68 Fastback Barracuda with a small block choker. Had a great time with it. And I did a 75 Dart Swinger before he choked out. Loved it as well. But uh, never moved a firewall, never fabricated my own inner fenders. I mean, I think your typical metal and auto shop in high school. And then where I went to college, I did a lot of engineering and whatnot. So I'm mechanical okay. based. But uh, there I it is know. mechanical engineer, never, folks. There you go. Well, not as a major, as a okay. side. Okay. Well, when you're, the, when you're on ships, you're going to have to learn you know, one way or the other. Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, MIG, stick, tick, I can weld that, that nice. degree. I haven't taken a long time, so basically cool. making steak for you. Awesome, because yeah. yeah, you'll get Figure you'll get out. a jerk like you'll get a jerk like me who's got all these big dreams. Like I'll just buy the stuff and let it sit in my garage and look at it and talk about how cool it will be. And then you got guys like Jeremy who's like, I'm gonna buy all the shit and I'm gonna do it because <laughs> I have a <laughs> I have a minor in mechanical engineering. <laughs> you know well, I, mean? I I waited six years to actually start working on it. Right, I, mean, I sat there and stared at it for a long time. Sure, and then I had the engine for about a year before i really started digging into it how much planning and like measuring and like really sitting down and trying to think out the project did you do before you really started hacking away well i mean i've i've really built the car on paper probably i couldn't tell you how many times maybe (laughs) every time i'd be on watch right and i'd be bored and have an extra 30 minutes i just sit there and start building it out uh i'll figure out what to do with that cooling passage like i was talking about (laughs) putting it under the fenders but uh, before actually cutting, like the actual measurements sitting inside the engine bay, a couple of weeks. Okay. Did you? My theory find... is like I've got to do something, right? I got to do yeah. something. I got to cut something out. Any kind of progress is progress. So, what's really what also is interesting to me is that you can't really. I mean, where are you going to go online to really find another person? I mean, there's the one guy in Sweden or whatever. But it's like, where yeah, do you go to find that information? Yeah. It, like, where do you go to find that information? You, I, I imagine that you had to learn more about the engine itself than anything else, right? Well, with what I'm doing with it, because it's, it's never even been opened up. It's got zero miles on it. It was just one of the wow. ones that was stuck in the corner. Never even had fluid in it. So, oh, wow. uh, 
but I'm swapping the cam, the head gaskets to work. So I'm going to take it down to a short block and then cool. you know, I can send the heads out to get them worked. But I don't know if you ever looked at pricing or viper stuff, but man, just to get your heads boarded, it's like five grand. I, uh, uh, I'm going to put that money I, elsewhere. I'm going to see if I can't board pocket on myself. I, I had a wild <laughs> hair once. I had a wild hair once and I saw an RT 10 for like 27,000 and I was like, Ooh, I might be able to afford that. And I looked at, of course, I went and I looked at some parts and I saw an exhaust system that was like almost two grand. And I was like, okay, that was a fun little pipe dream for a minute. <laughs> yeah, the, headers, the only headers they make for them are starting like $1,800 right now. God. And of course, they're all the weird designs stick straight out, you know, <laughs> side pipes. So, yeah, this is difficult. But yeah, we're making it happen. So, you get, if I remember right, this car had a lot of sentimental value to you, right? Yeah, this was my great grandmother's. That's right. It's uh, both my father and my grandfather teary-eyed when we start talking about it. So because my grandfather's did, really excited for Hot August Nights. Yeah, didn't he sell it, and then you ended up finding it years later? Yeah, he sold it, and so after I made the, the YouTube video too, my father called me and was like, "You got some times wrong." Like, what are you talking about? He's like, <laughs> I didn't have it for that long. I didn't have it for a year. I made a mistake that early. Oh. But uh, yeah, he sold it in '89. And uh, it was gone. I bought it back in 2014. That the is same insane. owner that my father had sold it to had it the entire time. I took it to Alaska for like 12 or 14 years or something. And then wow. brought it back. Wow. And then it was it was only like three blocks away for my grandfather. That's right. My grandfather's yeah. living. I remember yeah, I reading your back. story. I remember reading your story for the first time. And I was like, holy shit, that is a crazy story. And uh, yeah. I... I think I said it on the podcast when I read the story. I was like, I love hearing stories like that because it's like, you know, the ones that get away, sometimes they come back. You know what I mean? That's, sometimes. Yeah, so cool. Um, what? So your plans, is it is it going to be strictly a show car? Are you ever going to test it out at the track? What's the plan? Yeah, so I mean, it's – I used to always say that I was a big drag racer. But mm -hmm. in all honesty, the last time I've been at the track was 2016. I was just okay. gone. Gone all the time. But – uh I'm definitely gonna drive this. I mean, I, I don't see the point in building the cars to let them just sit there. Sure. So I plan to to try to at least clock in three to five thousand miles a year with nice. this. You know, V10s I guess are pretty yeah. reliable for mileage concerns. Just typically people don't take those Vipers out. So I'm gonna plan it to where I can have it to be safe enough for me to drive cross country and you know not be too concerned about driving it three hours to a show. Is so. it's got it's probably gonna be pretty cool to hand the keys to. To grandpa, right? <laughs> yeah, he still drives a stick. So, I, I mean, I'm a little nervous about that. <laughs> oh. There's just empty parking lot. There's only one tree in it. Please don't look at that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. that What a cool story, yeah, man. I, I can't wait to see that thing. I remember that, that was one of the cars where I was like, okay, this is insane. I was like... I, I loved hearing about it. I can't wait to see. I'm glad we're, we actually got mm -hmm. you on the show and we talked a little bit more about it because I remember the story and it just stood out so much because of the uniqueness of the story and getting the car back mm -hmm. and what you're doing with it. You know, and I, I love yeah. all the Mopar stories I get, but some just stand out just because I'm like, okay, he's crazy. I got to know more about this. And I, I had planned to have you on the show because I wanted to talk about it. So it all worked out in the end. And that's another reason why I like these direct connection shows. It's just fun because then, now I've got now I've got a bunch of people to give their inputs. Uh, who here thinks that Jeremy's crazy and he should have just did a three eighteen? Nobody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. What's funny is the four hundred or the block cars. you see in the back was four hundred. Yeah. Like a lucky put in it. It okay. uh, you know when I saw that V ten, it just sparked it. That was it. I had to do it. Yeah. 
Well, now that 400 needs a home. What are you going to do with that? So, uh, you know, you, you mentioned a few times about Johnny Bopar catching those $500 cars, $100 cars. <laughs> yeah. And, hey, the free one every is time right I read here. This, this is the free one. <laughs> That's the free one? Oh, geez. The yeah, throw, yeah. But uh, I think I've got a, a 2020 version of that, right, with, with more up-to-date pricing, but still killer deals. Where I work, I've got a junkyard right up next to the plant now. And uh, one day this, this truck pulled in. It had a like a 65 Volkswagen bus in the front. And then it had a 68 Dodge Dart GT convertible, uh, original 318 V8. And so I was able to go over and talk to the manager of that yard and uh, found out that the, the owner lived in Tijuana, was selling a shop. And so this car was being sold. It was also for sale. Well, I ended up picking it up for 2100 bucks. Holy uh, shit. Original, had a brand new rebuilt transmission. The, the guy who owned the shop uh, had a customer that brought the car in. The training was blown to be rebuilt. So he rebuilt it, got it back up and running, and the guy couldn't pay. So then oh. back to the shop for eight years. So wow. I've got that sitting outside right now under a cover. I think I'm about 400 inside of that. I've got a trans sitting right underneath my feet that I rebuilt a couple of years ago. A big box. 727 so nice fit perfectly in there but that'll awesome, be after dude. the barracuda every every time yeah. i got it i try to put it in there <laughs> yeah what a, that's a cool car that's a cool car too man oh gosh yeah another big block convertible i like that that's fun yeah, yeah. Cool. I, sweet I did happen to glance over at the chat here. <laughs> for those of you that have listened to the podcast for a while, you know I have a friend over in Australia that completely just hammered me one time. His name's Dodgy Ross. Dodgy Ross is in the building. I'm still recovering from the beating you gave me, dude. Um, <laughs> my feelings are still hurt, but uh, we'll, we'll get over it. Um, let's actually I, – I, one thing about these chats is like I see everybody – on here and i'm like trying to engage with the people on screen and i see the chat going and i'm like okay i gotta get to that at some point we're a hunt we're an hour and 55 minutes in so let's just run through this chat really quick because it's not too long but i know there were some decent questions so hopefully this doesn't okay there we go what's up chris anthony yep you made it on there buddy glad to have you on um Hopefully we can get you a, a good connection because I know you got some good stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah, uh, SRT Jovita. Jovita is a amazing person. Um, I was talking to her a little bit after the show, and one thing we were talking about, you know, is just that there's like two types that I that I've noticed, and I mentioned this to her. There's like two types of women that are into Mopars, and it's the girls that are really in it for the cars. And then there's the other girls that, you know, they use their looks to push them along. And one thing I respected about Jovita compared to some of the girls that I've seen out there, and I really don't talk to them personally. Most of the, actually all of the girls that I communicate with on um, any social media channels that are involved in Mopars are really awesome, awesome women. And they're true Mopar enthusiasts. Um, and she's one of them. And uh, it's nice to, it's nice to know that there are women out there that, you know, don't have to exploit themselves to get huge followings. I mean, she's the president of the Canadian Mopar club with 2000 members. <laughs> you know, that's, that's pretty crazy. And I, I was expecting when I asked Jovita, you know, who she has to help her, she's like, Oh, she does it all by herself. I thought that was insane. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, she's definitely one of the best Mopar girls out there. And uh, the first of many, I have a list 
of women that I know in Mopars that I think will be great to have on the show. So hopefully um, we can get them on the show. Marcos, what's up, buddy? <laughs> You're here with us. <laughs> Anthony says the Shark Tooth Grill is one of the best Mopar grills ever. Couldn't agree more. Yep. Chris, uh, I believe he was asking me. Um, it's a factory Mopar ignition. Um, all factory parts, from what I can tell, including the ignition box. Um, Jesse, I'm going to try to. F I all I really care about on the Mecom auctions is that CUDA. I know there's a lot of other Mopars, but the one that really stands out. To, I got to know what that CUDA hammer's for. Um, I don't know what day it's going to go across the block, but I imagine it's going to be the last day. I would think. I could be wrong though. Who knows? I guess it's Saturday. Really? Is it going till next Saturday? It is right. Well, right now they're doing. Um... Houston, I believe. I was watching earlier today, and then next week's Indy. Okay, so it'll be next week that they do it. Nice shirt, Johnny. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> My sweater. It's getting cold in here in the shop. I'm not used to this. <laughs> uh, Gary, the brain box will throw a spark at the start of cranking and another as you let the key off. You know, that what I noticed when I was checking um, was there was one interesting time when I cranked it, and it didn't spark, and then all of a sudden – uh, before I let off the key, it fired. And I was like, oh, interesting. So it it's just a weird issue that I'm having. So I, the easiest way for me to do it is to throw a new box in it, see what happens then. Hopefully that corrects it. Um, then I'm going to throw a distributor at it and then... Uh, we'll go from there. I've got I got a new voltage regulator coming. I kind of wanted just to update everything since I already put a new ammeter wire in it and took care of all the fried wiring. So I might as well just replace or at least have extras for the things that I know are going to eventually go out. Yeah. Hey, so a quick, a quick, easy test is just take a wire with some alligator clips. Mm -hmm. and just run, just run a, you know, twelve volts to your coil. Jump the coil, yeah, oh, yeah. And if the thing mm -hmm. fires up really easy, then maybe it's your switch. Yeah, actually, it's funny you said that because Paul, Paul from the Ten Girl page, uh, was telling me to do that. And I actually bought some alligator clips. Um, I've just been, to be honest, I've been trying to get it running this week, but another week where I put in almost sixty friggin' hours at work. <laughs> you know, I I got in here just in time. I, I Matt was waiting for me in the chat, and I was like, oh hey Matt, <laughs> are you going to introduce not... me today or what? <laughs> but, not for smoking weed, okay? <laughs> Little alligator clips. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we call those roach clips, Johnny. Not that I would know because uh, I'm randomly drug tested right? at work. So I right? don't smoke marijuana. <laughs> Although it is legal in Washington State. Uh and what's funny, what's funny about that here, we'll go off on, an, on another little tangent. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a garbage man and I work in the city of, I probably shouldn't say. So I work in one of the cities yeah. in Washington that is um, very tech heavy. Um, it's close to Microsoft and Google and it'll be seven o'clock in the morning and I'm in, I'm in really nice neighborhoods. And I will smell the heaviest stench of weed. And I'm like, it must be nice to just be rich as hell, open your Dutch doors that overlook Lake Washington, and just smoke a fat doobie. And just be like, I've got it made. i got it made. Oh. You know? That just, it kind of, it, I wouldn't call it jealous. I'm not jealous that they get to do that. I, I'm envious that they have that. Uh, don't give a shit <laughs> like that attitude. Like I'm just going to smoke a doobie and then go play on my computer today. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's crazy. And uh, Johnny Mopar so popular, Johnny. 
Joan, you seem like a nice lady. I don't know what you... So I had a couple blank comments last week, and I didn't figure out until later, but some people were sending stars, and I really don't know how the whole stars thing work, um, but a couple people sent stars, so I appreciate that. So, Joan, if you sent me stars, I can't see in the chat whether you did or not, um, but if you did, thank you very much. Um, Anthony, Anthony. Roy Wheeler, hello from Kansas. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Anthony said Mopar parts equals money. Yep. <laughs> Ask Jeremy about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vans are okay, but the Hang 10 and Duster Custom with the A63 package is hippie central. What is the A63 package? Is that the uh that is he talking about the Hang 10? Is that what that is? I'm not I'm trying to think of what the A63 package is. Hmm. I'll have to get it. Vans are okay with the Hang 10. Hmm. I'll have to look that up. I don't. I don't know what that I'll is off the top of my head. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bud, <on. laughs> Bud with uh, Bud's always pulling the information out. I like that. Keep doing that, Bud. He's like your secretary. And he, Marcos <laughs> is on the show with us right now. Well, uh, Marcos <laughs> I do will a, go to seventy-five or whatever it was uh, for the hang ten. A6370 okay. only challenger molding group. So it's obviously not the hang 10 thing because uh, that was too late for what I have uh, for information at hand. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. John, yeah, I, Johnny, I, that, that coronet was sweet, man. I, uh, <laughs> I know you, you went in, in one of your videos, you were talking about how you called it a unicorn. And I guess somebody was like, uh, you know, telling you they made a ton of them, but shit, how many, how many do you see today? Yeah, let's talk about that because mm -hmm. that, that was a – so when I said it was a unicorn, I mean, I, I, would, I didn't mean – I could see how people would take it as that's a rare car. I'm saying it's a rare car, and I didn't really mean it that way. I meant it like in today's context. It's so hard to find. You never see him. I've, like John was saying, I mean, he's owned that car, and he said he's only seen four in his lifetime. And I could, I could tell you I've only seen three in my lifetime. Uh, 70s the 70s just seem like you never you never see them um, but I think wagons in general because and, and I've said this somewhere I think it was on the comments of that video but it's like wagons were never coveted like you know kudas and challengers and chargers and road runners and stuff um, you know they were just regular cars just like a four-door sedan that you know your family drove around in and so when they got kind of used up after, you know, what's a typical car get used up at about 10 years or so, it's just going to go to the boneyard and stuff. Um, I mean, I've seen them in junk. I've seen 68s and nines in junkyards like way back in the nineties and stuff. Uh, but on the road, like uh, I think I've seen a Chevy, Impala wagon running around here at one point in time, and I haven't seen it since. And then the, the local Mopar shows out here in Riverside. Um, I think there's a Plymouth wagon that shows up pretty frequently. And aside from that, that's it. And then John's wagon, the one I got now. I mean, but yeah, you never see them. No, so, not 70s. Not 70s. I, I, I've yeah. seen five times as many 69s and five times as many 68s over 70s so yeah. i understand i understand completely why you called it a unicorn yeah but 
because I bastard or because I because I totally trash people that call barn find cars that aren't barn find cars yeah. liars. I'm gonna say, Johnny, it's not a unicorn, dude. Get your terminology right. Okay. okay. It's it's a hard to come by wagon. Okay, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do love it. And uh, you know, the only thing I am not the biggest fan of the 70 coronets for, and it's not the front end. For some reason. The back just doesn't do it for me like the 69s. I just don't. There's just something on the back that I think is just, there's something, I don't know. It, the design to me. The two-door, like the finish panel on a two-door? Yeah. yeah. I. Yeah. There's something about it. I mean, they're nice. Don't get me wrong. But if you lined up a 69 and a 70, I'm taking the 69 every time. Now, the front end, it, to me, it's kind of like the fuselage uh, B bodies. And that's the, they're growing on me a lot because at first, I've always yeah. liked them, but I never really was like, God, I really want one of those. But Most the more, the more I see them or hate them, you yeah. know, it's, one of, it, I yeah, never hated I, them. I love them too. I never yeah. hated them, but it was like, if I had to choose a different, something else, like if I, if I found one for a good deal for sale, I would probably, I'm probably the guy that would go, I'll wait until a 69 comes around. But if I find the right yeah. 70 now, well, I'd probably take it in a heartbeat just because they do. There's something about that front end that's just, I don't yeah. know, Mopar, that thing stands out. You're never going to confuse that for a Nova. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Poor, yeah. poor yeah. Matt over there. Poor Matt. <laughs> well, at least Johnny didn't attack me at random this time. <laughs> Sitting here minding my own business. He takes shots at A-bodies. <laughs> Marco, today, today. <laughs> Marcos, how many times have people called your duster a Nova? Have you ever had that? Well, it's always been in the garage so uh, not too not too many people see it so so far zero but once i start driving around well i'm sure that'll go up i used it's, to say that about my mopars all the time nobody ever talks shit about my stuff because it's in the garage <laughs> it never goes out <laughs> you were talking no, uh, about this identity those broncos versus uh, trail duster and ram chargers i've got a 78 trail duster and Every single time I take it out. Nice Bronco. Oh, man. Uh, hey, thanks. Man, I and love you even, every single time. Yeah. You even have the trail duster, which is even, uh, yes, oh, it's even more rare. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That's cool. Little Does it have a uh, real quick? <laughs> Go ahead. A63 is a hang 10 package on the dart in 74 and 5. Yes. Is that what is that what oh, I nice. said? Is that what I said? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I was right. But my numbers, I had to look it up because the stuff I have on hand. It was, a good, it was a good guess. So. It was a good guess because I, <laughs> there was a period, a, a short period of time before I started the podcast where I printed out lists of fender tag codes because I was like, if I'm going to be in this game, I got to be. And I'm telling you, the stack was like that. And I was like, okay, I got to be strategic about this. I'm going to study page by page. And, you know, I had it. But it's like my brain filters out like, okay, you don't need to know this shit right now. So just filter yeah. that stuff right out. Um, yeah. I still have the pages somewhere. I should I, – and, you know, I was trying to figure out how I could implement like some sort of educational thing um, as I learn about them. You know, how I could share that with uh, the podcast and try to figure out how I could turn it into content. And everything I thought of, I was like, that's going to be boring as shit. <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll leave it to some YouTube guy to go on YouTube and have a chalkboard and shit. Like, okay, this is, <laughs> that is not you know, what I, I was going to do. I was going to do like battle of the options. And that's where you take a Bopar option code versus a GM option code and see <laughs> which one someone would rather have. Okay. And it, the problem is, is a lot of them don't line up well enough, but N96 obviously is what on a Mopar that's your Ram charger yep. or your 
you know, air grabber. And then N96 on a, like a 69 Camaro is wheel covers. <laughs> so uh, which would you rather have? It's the max oh, time wheel covers. But... Wow. <laughs> that might be an interesting that, episode. Yeah. That is kind of interesting. Um, I, You know, it's funny. <laughs> I was looking at my Instagram, God, weeks ago now, and I was like, I need to, I was losing traction on it. And uh, just because I kind, of, I kind of been slacking off with some of the stuff I've been doing on social media, just because I, I got to be honest, I got lazy again. That's why I have a stack of Mopar stories again. So I got to get caught up on that. But um, I, uh, I totally just lost my train of thought there. I don't even know where I was going. So we'll continue well, and move on. <laughs> I, did a, I, I did a video on the Twister, and it, I think it went over pretty well. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really big on the numbers thing. I'm not very, mm. you know, educated or schooled on it. Um, but I did go through that car, and it was pretty interesting. And then there's always these experts that are, you know, they live and breathe this stuff. They know it so much better than you do um like i i totally glassed over the fact that the car had a gold wing on it and somebody pointed out hey that's not even and the hood pins too that's not in the uh in the fender tag so somebody added that shit to that car at some point because there's no code there's no codes for it and i was like oh yeah i didn't really i didn't really think about it you know interesting I think it's kind of cool if you do if you focus around a car or if you focus around a particular code, you know, like mm-hmm. say the N96, you just talk about that and do a whole episode around it. I think it'll keep people engaged and interesting. You start just throwing a bunch of numbers out yeah. there, it's going to be like that you know. that is a really visual thing too, I think. Um so like in yeah. your situation, Johnny, it's great video. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. breaking down the fin- uh, the fender tags and stuff. I remember where I was going with what I was just saying. It was, I, I was losing traction on my Instagram and I was like, how can I engage people on Instagram? You know, I, I, I just, it, Instagram is not my forte. And I was like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll just pit Mopars against Mopar. Cause at first somebody yep. mentioned this, why are you doing the Mopar versus Mopar thing? Is it, it do like Mopar versus somebody else? And I was like, cause that's not controversial enough, dude. <laughs> I want to get people going shit. That's a hard one. You know, cause everybody, yeah. I mean, nobody is going to agree on one thing all the time. That's one thing that I've, I knew was going to happen and I love watching it. Um, and I, I, to be honest, I had the conquest, the Chrysler conquest and the Dodge stealth one. I had that in my back pocket. I was like, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait and drop this on them. Just piss them off. But surprisingly there wasn't too much shit talking except for a couple guys that were like really high on the four G six, three Mitsubishi engines, which I understand why they are, but to me, can't beat American V eight sound. You know what I mean? Like, you know, well, uh, one. Uh, I would say the conquest. I would. De- it was definitely a, a good battle. <laughs> it was a good battle. You mean the twin turbo all wheel drive didn't take it? I was on the Dodge. No. Uh, no. I drove. I drove a three thousand GT VR4 twin turbo once, and uh, my. I don't think I've ever told this story. I went to this car dealership with my friend, and I used to have this hobby. Uh, I learned it from my dad where you go bullshit a car salesman and just take something for a spin. <laughs> so this is going to sound really shitty of me, but I'm going to tell it for entertainment value. So I go to this, I go to this car dealership and my friend and I are actually driving down highway 99 in Washington. And for every, anybody that's in Washington knows that highway 99 is where you go. And they got car dealerships on both sides and whatnot. So we're driving and I see a Mitsubishi Eclipse and a 3000 GT VR four twin turbo. So I'm like, Oh dude, we're going to go test drive this car. <laughs> uh, so I pull in 
And I get out and I was like, just keep your mouth shut and let me do the talking. So <laughs> salesman comes up and I'm like, I tell my buddy as we're going, and I was like, watch what I do. Watch, watch the con, right? I walk up to the Mitsubishi Eclipse. Okay. Now these cars are right on the road, right next to each other, staggered. And I walk up to the Eclipse and I'm looking at the Eclipse, right? I don't give a shit about the Eclipse. Salesman comes up and he's like, goes hey guys how can i help you today and he said something of like how can i help you what are you looking for do you like the eclipse and what i told him was man i'm just looking for something fast and this is where i'm going to sound like a shitty person i was like i'm looking for something fast my grandpa just died and he left me forty thousand dollars (laughs) cash and the salesman i could see the little twinkle in his little scumbag eye and i say scumbag eye and i'm the scumbag in this situation okay (laughs) but both my grandpas were already dead so you know it is what it is so he goes oh if you want something fast then you want the 3000 gt vr4 twin turbo and i was like oh is that one faster (laughs) he goes he's like let me go get the keys and i looked at my buddy and i was like (laughs) <laughs> and at this t- at, at this time i was probably 17 i was a dipshit uh... punk ass <laughs> and the guy gets the keys doesn't even take my license or my insurance information all he had to hear was grandpa died forty thousand dollars cash and he thought he had an easy easy win he's like he's looking at the e-. he goes into his sales manager probably he's like he, the dipshit was looking at the eclipse i'm getting him in the 3000 gt <laughs> comes out Hops in the back, and from from the where it was parked on the side of the road, I got in it, started it, and I shot across the four lanes of traffic, and I was doing about ninety. Like I mean, like I said, I was a punk ass kid. <laughs> First time I'd ever driven anything with a twin turbo in it, so I just hammered it because <laughs> all wheel drive, you know, it hooks pretty good, and uh, I I. I could see the salesman in the rearview mirror, the look on that poor bastard's face. I felt so bad because I think he knew immediately, fuck, this kid's not buying this car. (laughs) uh, So we went for the test drive. We pull in. This is where it gets funny. Because keep in mind, I ain't buying this car. There ain't no $40,000. We pull in. I don't even park it where it was. I park it like in the front. Like, you know how sometimes if you're in, if you're uh, test driving a car, the salesmen are tricky and they'll be like, oh, go ahead and pull right up here. Not in the parking spot where it was. They want you to pull it right in front of the dealership, like right where they take the picture of you that just bought the car and stuff. You know, they want to get you ready. <laughs> so I pull it up right there and I go, all right, well, thanks, man. Thanks for your time. I think I'm going to keep looking. And he was the look on his face. He knew it. He was like, fuck like he took he took the gamble and he said okay either this kid has the forty thousand or he doesn't but i think he's got the forty thousand and unfortunately (laughs) unfortunately that day he was wrong i did only get it to 90 miles an hour but it was on a highway and it was it was pretty fun i did not like um the transmission in it there's something about the it just wasn't it felt really clunky that the box did i just did not like it um and what's that was it an automatic transmission? No, it was a five-speed. Um, there was just something about – I just didn't like the way it shifted. It just wasn't – it didn't feel smooth. It felt clunky. And the car – to be honest, I've, dri- I've driven Toyota Supras, 
and that seemed way more refined than that Mitsubishi 3000 GT. Um, was it like the clutch? Like, did it feel heavy or like aggressive? When it, you would... it wasn't the clutch. It wasn't the clutch at all. All it was was the shifter. I just, right. it just wasn't really smooth. I mean, I get in a, a a new Scat Pack Challenger, and I run through the gears, and I'm like, this feels way smoother than that old piece of shit. You know what I mean? It just, right, they, right. it feels way better. And I don't know if those cars had issues with the transmissions or not, but it just didn't. Oh, even driving it, I was just like, God, this thing feels just. If it, it feels like a Mitsubishi, that's the best thing I can say. And I imagine that the Dodge Stealth drove the same way. But was it a fun car and was it fast? I mean, it was fast for what it was. For a 17-year-old punk, you know, it was fast. I'll say that. But that's my... I'm sorry. I want to say earlier that uh, before I became a a big Mopar guy, I was a DSM guy. And um, I'm sure I've I've showed you my page. I have an Instagram called DSM Revolution. I'm at 11,000 followers. Um, But I haven't been in that page well i haven't you know i haven't been active on that page since i don't own a dsm it's been actually a couple years since i want to say a couple years maybe the last time i owned a dsm was 2015 so uh i'm very familiar with dsm um that's what got me into turbo uh you know force induction and stuff like that yeah. Yeah. um the whole background of it and then how you mentioned like you know you want to see a 5.7 or a, or a hemi twin turbo and stuff like that i feel the same way now after being you know close to the 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 boost boosted scene you know with with turbochargers and stuff like that how would a v8 uh hemi you know uh, respond to uh twin turbos it's, it's you can only imagine the power gains and i've seen some there's some there's companies that actually make um um turbo kits that are like um almost is almost just direct bolt on for uh mm-hmm. the modern hemis yeah i forgot the name of it but they're the manifolds and the twin, uh, the turbos are actually underneath the car, and on oh, top. STS. Uh, STS kit. Starts with the H. I'm trying to think. Well, I, I want to say Helios or no, or I, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know, but it's it's total sleeper status. You open the hood, you look on top, you don't see nothing. You, it looks like regular long tube headers or shorty headers. But if you look underneath the car, you see the, the two turbos and the downpipes and the um, the wastegates as well, running down underneath the the the, the Chargers, Challengers, Durangos, and stuff I've, like that. I've, and, I've seen them, but I can't think of the name either. When I was looking at, um, I think WK once when I was looking at the first generation SRT8 Grand Cherokees, I was looking uh, at stage six because they had a couple thousand all wheel horsepower turbocharged srt8s and i was like holy shit and one of them i don't know how true this is but if i remember right one of them had like over two hundred thousand miles on a stock bottom end and over a thousand all-wheel horsepower i see matt matt big block big block took off but i think i saw him passing out (laughs) i want to call him on that because it looked like he closed his eye i didn't want to say anything but i was like if he falls asleep i'm gonna call there he is i'm still here listening okay His face was on the keyboard. I, I was like, "What is he? If he passes out and starts snoring, I'm going to laugh so hard. This is going to be a highlight of the show, and I will post it everywhere." You don't know what I go through to be able to be on this for you with you guys. I'm it's, looking at the time. I'm looking at the time. What is it? One o'clock over there? One thirty? It's about one. It's about one o'clock, and I've been up since five yesterday. What a soldier! He is a soldier, folks. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Before you go. 
because I, I can tell you're I can tell you're like on the wings. Um, it's it's getting close. I had to stretch for a second. Yeah, no, I hear you, dude. I, I won't feel bad if you need to take off, but I do want to ask you before you go if you are gonna go. Um, where are you at on the duster? How much how much uh, how much work do you have ahead of you before we get that thing to mo party? Well, you know, you're asking earlier about how much of it was know how and how much of it was just go. Yeah. Um bought a grinder and attacked quarter panels and floors with no know-how. Yeah. Um, but luckily the lines were straight and we're we just gotta get sheet metal on the car, body work, install the Hemi and everything. I have all my front end stuff. I'm hoping to be able to splurge just a hair more on myself and get the four link rear end for it. Nice. From QA1. Um, I mean, I'm thinking we're going to make Mo Party. I'm very confident for Mo Party, but at the same time, I've told I'm much way too much of a dreamer. <laughs> is it is it the work? Is it the work involved? Is it like a lot of work to left to do or what? There's a lot of work left to do, but at the same time, it's work that I don't know how to do, so I have to wait on other people to come help do that work. Sure. No, I get it. I get it 100%. Um, one of my buddies, Paul, uh, I know him just based on talking online and stuff, and he's a hell of a welder. And he just got a job here locally, and he used to live across the state. And when I found out he was coming over here, I was like, hey, buddy, what can we do? I need to learn how to weld, and I need somebody – because I haven't welded since high school. You know what I mean? And every time I think about it, I'm like, God, I, ugh, I wouldn't trust anything that I welded structurally, you know, without having some practice first. So uh, he told me he was going to come over and help me out and get uh, get my feet under me. So I'm interested in doing that because I get it, man. There's a lot of stuff. When I was looking at my dart, I was like, gosh, even the minimal welding that I needed to do, I was like, oh, I'm being a pussy right now because I don't want to hack it. I don't want to hack it. But looking back, I probably should have, especially since I sold the car, if I would have hacked it, I would have fucking hacked it and would have been gone anyway. <laughs> so at least I would have gotten some, you know, some practice in. Um, but I have, I have been thinking now that I have this, um, this nibbler, I want to go and uh, snag a bunch of sheet metal um, from pick and pull and get myself a welder and just play around and see what I can do. Just for fun. I mean, you're not going to learn by sitting there not doing shit. So I might as well try. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? exactly. So, um, no, we're, I, th I'm, I'm pretty confident we're going to make Mo Party. I mean, the car might be in primer, but we're going to make Mo Party. Fuck it. <laughs> primer for the win. Send it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, should get it for your computer. Um, using the stock ECU. Oh, Holly Terminator. Using the Holly kit. Okay. Nice. Using, using the Holly kit, um, our buddy Blake, I didn't know about Blake when I bought the Holly Terminator. And he's, I wish I would have known about him instead. But uh, no, I'm running the Holly Terminator for it. And then I'm just running a uh, built 904 behind it. Um, nothing too crazy. It's just an 08 Hemi, uh, 08.57 with uh, a pretty healthy cam and then just a few extra little upgrades, but nothing crazy. It's, it's going to be a daily, so I want to keep it pretty streetable nice yeah that's definitely my my weakness there is the fuel injection part because they don't have kits for you know the v10s so i gotta get a universal harness if i can have it already and i'm using the mega score computer so getting that set up is going to be a vertical learning curve like a fire hose to the face yeah electrical is not my bag so i try to get as much streamlined stuff as i can mm. 
This is how shitty I am at at electrical stuff, right? (laughs) So I'm redoing this wiring. And last year, right before COVID, I got suckered into this ad on Facebook that was like solderless butt connectors, right? Where it's got this little um, low temp solder ring in the middle and you take your wires, you throw them in there and you should be able to heat this up. And the video looked great. great, soldered up perfect and i was like i've seen those wow. videos yeah yeah so i was like huh how much are these they're pretty cheap china of course <laughs> so i buy them right and i'm excited because i'm like i hate soldering i always fuck it up <laughs> you know because I, I just i had to this is pathetic i had to look and figure out how i was fucking it up with soldering wires and what I was doing was I was heating the solder and the wire at the same time instead of heating underneath the wires and letting the solder melt from the top. And I also wasn't using the um, the flex stuff that you can rub on the wires to help spread the uh, uh, solder to get good connection. So I, I, that's how I was screwing it up. Um, so I thought this would make my life so much easier, right? And I remember I bought them and then COVID hit and then the box came. And it had Chinese writing all over it. And I was like, fuck, I forgot I ordered those. And then COVID. And I was like, fuck, it's probably got COVID all over it. So I literally just cracked open that box last weekend because I had to do that stuff under the dash. And I tried to do the uh, ammeter wire, which is 10 gauge. So I had the, I had it all set up. It looked perfect. And I was like, all right, let's melt it. Right, I melted the shit out of it, not the solder. I don't know what they're talking about. Low heat solder. I was hitting that thing with everything I had. And it, the only thing it did, it started lighting up the friggin' the jacket. I was like, well, well I don't want to burn that shit. You know what I mean? So I tried it again. Uh, not as close to the wire or not as close to the connector. Still, it would not melt that solder. Now, on smaller wire, like 18, uh, 22, it, they do pretty good. I tested them. I did one, and I tried to rip it apart, and it wouldn't really go. Um, but I could not get that. I could not get that 10 gauge um, good enough. And I have a little shitty soldering um, iron that I was trying to. I was trying to solder after that. After that shit show, I was like, all right, I'll just do it like a man, and I'll solder it. So I'm trying to solder this uh, 10 gauge wire. And my little soldering iron, like, I probably could grab the fucking thing with my hands. And I'm like, this thing, so I'm holding the soldering iron under the wires, and I've got the solder on top, and I'm like, okay. And I'm looking at my phone, and I'm like, okay, it's been four minutes, and the shit isn't melting. And I realized that the soldering iron just was not, I should have tried a soldering gun, but I don't have one. I need to buy a soldering gun, because the iron just wasn't getting hot enough to heat the thickness of the 10 gauge to melt the solder. So... I'm, I'm super. I'm super glad for your review there because uh, I ordered that same kit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the little wires are good. Um, I use them. Uh, I did manage to use them on some stereo shit because I put a new deck in the truck. Because uh, yeah. the other one, the other one was all scratched up. So I thought oh, I'll try. I mean, it's radio. Who gives a shit if it? You know. <laughs> so I gave that a shot, and so far they seem to be holding up just fine. Um, the small wires, but the big shit. No, I, w- I would not use it because I also I was like, OK, let me just because I was I was under a little bit of pressure because I was like, OK, if I keep fucking up the ammeter wire, I'm going to have none left. So I took some spare and I kept messing with the spare just to see if I could get it. If there was a trick to it. So I tried I tried my heat gun and I was like, OK, heat gun ain't doing it. I had my little crack torch that I got from 7-Eleven. Still, it was either melting the connector or it wasn't getting the solder hot enough. But what I found was if I was heating it. 
if I took the two wires and just barely moved them, the solder would liquefy a little bit, but I just, just seeing it. Cause it's a clear connector. You can see, I yeah. did not, I did not trust what I was seeing. I did not feel like the solder was getting all the way through the wires. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not using it on the 10 gauge. Now the small stuff, like I said, you could probably get away with it, but anything bigger than God, I, I wouldn't put it on anything. Mm, God, I, I wouldn't even do 16. I probably, <laughs> I'd probably keep it 18 or 22. Um, but yeah, typical Chinese shit. But because I, once I realized that it wasn't going to work, I jumped on YouTube to see some review videos. And the first two that pulled up were like, do not trust or some shit. And I was like, okay, cool. I wish I would have looked that up first. <laughs> um, whoever, whoever did the Facebook video for those friggin' things, they were so convincing. Job. They were so, so convincing. convincing. Yeah. yeah. I watched it and I was like, yes. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> some little Chinese guy got me. Good. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha, stupid American! We we'll send you some COVID too. <laughs> he sent, he sent, sent me them butt connectors and the COVID, dude. Oh, yeah. uh, it was assembled by a little Chinese kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I w- dude, I'm not even shitting you though. I was paranoid. I'm a recycle driver, right? So I pick up people's recycle, and there was a long period of time where I was not comfortable getting out and touching people's shit. I was like, mm, nah. <laughs> and then I get this box from China, and like, I'm like, I don't know what that says. It might say, "Hey, sucker, open this one up." Oh, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, but um, you know, over a year later, and I don't have COVID, so I guess uh, the box was good. Um, but they did, they did still pull one on me, and uh, they got like forty bucks of my money <laughs> for, for like. And I thought I would get more. I guess I didn't pay attention to how many were in the. I get this little tiny box. I was like, shit. And I burned through all the ten gauge connectors just trying to get the shit to work. So. Yeah, I'm not very good with electrical. <laughs> so anytime electrical, unless it's a stereo. But I remember when I was 16, I, I had uh, these shitty subwoofers in my car. And I remember driving down the road, hit a bump. And it's like, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I got to go back. And uh, I, for some reason, when I was younger, I did not believe in crimps. I believed that you could take the wires, get them all straight, and then put them together and just twist them. <laughs> I can't count how many times I shorted all my shit out. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. I've never been the brightest bulb, but you know, as long as it works a little bit at the time, you know, at least you have some light some of the time, but anytime, anytime electronics are involved, that's why it's good to know people like Blake. <laughs> who is No kidding. Friggin wiring these, uh, like coming up with these wiring kits. And it's just like, man, I just yeah. wish I had even a fraction uh, and like Jeremy, I'm looking at what he's doing and I'm like, I wish I had a fraction of the balls <laughs> that Jeremy does. Is uh, no way in hell am I hacking? Uh, like you could put that Viper engine in my garage right now and be like, that'd be pretty cool in the van. And here's what I would do. I would go, yeah, it would. I'm going to take some pictures, put it on Instagram, get those hits and never do. <laughs> That's exactly what would happen. Cause I would not have the balls to swing. So Jeremy, my hat's off to you. I was researching dude. this. There's all kinds of people that had the same idea, right? On all the forums, mm-hmm. Facebook, whatnot. But uh, just like you're saying, sure. you know, they take some photos, they talk about the plan, and then that's it. You know, last post six years ago, <laughs> seven years ago, no updates, sold the project. <laughs> so I haven't seen a full project start to finish with one of these Viper V10 swaps. So you know, that's I'm why I'm so excited. I really get mine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm hoping to get mine uh, out there on YouTube at least to show everybody what's really what you're really doing for me is keeping me on track 
be honest. Awesome. You know, it's it's fun shooting the videos, but uh, having that that constant push, hey, can I give you out, can you get something done? Uh, mm-hmm. That's keeping me in line for hot August night. So. Yeah. And so your YouTube channel, is it sort of stock Mopars? Is that where I can find your stuff or what? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to log all this nice. time. Nice. You need to come up with some merch or something. I, I want a shirt that says sort of stock Mopars. <laughs> yeah. Come, yeah. Come up with uh, some other shirts that say sort of running Mopars and I'll, I'll buy one of those too. <laughs> yeah. Sort of rust free Mopars for me. Yes. Sort of rust free. There you go. <laughs> I like that. Um, I still need to, I've been wanting to put out this shirt for a long time. It's uh, I wanted to say, because it kind of ties into the podcast, a little bit i wanted to say introvert but willing to talk mopars that's it so I'm, I'm thinking about getting that shirt um out um let's get back to this chat here um anthony so what you're saying is mopars are so expensive you might have to rob a bank not might have to you have to rob a bank <laughs> yeah. dennis talking all that shit <laughs> mike coffee Dude, and johnny mopar i'm not done that guy that robbed the bank jason mayo uh, allegedly robbed the bank. Uh, <laughs> dude, he had some cars. He had a 78 AR Cuda, I think a red one, and he had a 69 Roadrunner. And I remember him telling me he bought it, it wasn't, it was original Roadrunner, 70 Roadrunner, full 46 pack car. But the guy he got it from, the guy was actually racing the car at the Salt Flats and he converted it into a Superbird. And he said it had a crazy looking engine in it because he said it was like a, it was kind of looked like a small block Mopar, but it, it wasn't. And later on, he when he bought the car, he got the car cheaper without the engine. So the guy kept the engine and then he was like, man, I probably should have grabbed that motor. It was some indie motor, like a, you know, indie car type engine that Chrysler built. They only built a handful of them, apparently. Huh. Um, wow. But yeah, this guy... That's I don't know. He robbed that fucking bank, dude. <laughs> he robbed it for sure. Oh, he had a wing car. He had a, yeah, he robbed that fucking bank. <laughs> if I ever if I ever come on to one of these podcasts and I go, yeah, guys, I bought a wing car, and you haven't heard shit about me selling a bunch of t-shirts or getting a, a sponsorship deal, and you see some shit on the news like, idiot robs bank. Takes off in van. <laughs> oh shit! He did it. The crazy son of a bitch did it. <laughs> the teller says he used two finger guns. <laughs> he came in and robbed the joint. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that's funny. He did have a heavy Chinese accent, though. It was weird. If you listen to it, that van has an SRP tent. It sounded a lot weirder than a regular V8. That's all we know. <laughs> Pretty good, Dillian. Sorry you couldn't get on the show, man. We try. Try next time. Um, I'll always give somebody a shot, but there's only so much I can deal with before I get hate mail from people like Dodgy Ross. <laughs> but Chris, mate, your show sucks, mate. <laughs> we don't have shit like that down under. <laughs> like, all right, buddy. Johnny suffering from success. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You know how, like, 
you see the memes where like people are, are crying and they're just using hundred dollar bills to wipe their eyes. If <laughs> if Johnny could wipe his eyes with hundred dollar Mopars, he would. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Scott says, "Gotta love car stories." Absolutely, dude. Uh Scott has a pretty cool um, duster for sale. Um, he's in Spokane, I believe. He's <laughs> this duster's all tubbed out, caged. It's pretty sweet. I wish I had the money. I don't know what I'd do with it. But I see I see Johnny's Johnny's duster all caged out. I'm like, God, that'd be cool. <laughs> That's gotta be a fun car, right, Johnny? It is. It is a fun car. I haven't driven it much. I'm still I still got to button up some things on it. And I've been distracted lately. So sure. Um but fun yeah, car for an A body, right? <laughs> for an A body. Yeah, for an A body, body. it's fine. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna take my hey, toys you- and go home. Can you boot Matt off for a little bit so I can talk some <laughs> shit on A-bodies? <laughs> uh, I don't want to why, hear this. That's why I was trying to get him out earlier. Matt, you look a little sleepy. Why don't you go get yeah. some shut-eye, buddy? <laughs> just, go, just go away. We're not going to talk bad on him. Hey, if, if he does fall asleep, then you talk shit. Definitely. That'll wake definitely. him right up. Oh, you he, he, he saw the Undertaker come up out of the coffin, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, funny. I, I got to get on it at some point. But it was like, you know, I took the – we have the club car, the Belvedere, which is slow as hell, took to the eighth mile. I think it ran like 11 seconds or something like that, which is pitiful. Um, and then I took my truck to the track, which – it went nine seven, I think it was, which is also pretty pitiful. You know, when you're talking about the uh, the, the stock cars or stock appearing cars on bias plies, I was running. <laughs> I, my my slick was pretty skinny. It's a peg leg and it's just a seven inch slick, and the truck was just spinning coming out of the hole. You know, it's like I can't. And that truck, I I'm not even sure it makes 375 horse. You know, it's a pretty mild 440 but it's like i can get that thing to stick i don't know how they put so much power down on those tires on those bias ply tires it's just amazing to me you know but anyway i i don't want to do anything it's like oh i could do this to the truck i need to put a sure grip in it switch to an eight three quarter and then i might as well tub the back you know because at the time i was thinking of john's (laughs) orange truck and uh but now i'm like nah i can't do I just got to skip over the truck, leave it on street duty, and just get over to the duster and get the stupid <laughs> duster to the track. I'll be moving, you know, that's probably a second. I'll at least be a second faster than the truck, maybe two seconds faster, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> I, I need a center section for my truck because it's a peg leg, too. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Is I need it an I need... eight three quarter? Yeah. Yeah, it's got oh. an eight and three quarter in it. So I'm already I'm already halfway there. I just need the center section. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's nice. Um, Roy says he wants to know about the charger you have in the background. Oh, this one. This is the. Uh... Oh, this one. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> this is the this is the free one. This is the one when I called free. into Talking Mopars, the second Talking Mopars, I think, the one I called in. Mm-hmm. Um. So when I, when we were playing poker with my buddies and one of my buddies who had played poker with a bunch of times, just out of the blue says, I think my father-in-law has a, a charger. And I'm like, really? I'm like, well, what, what year? He's like, oh, I don't know. I go, does it look like the Dukes of Hazard? And he goes, yeah, I think so. 
And I'm like, all right. I go, yeah, dude, ask him about it. I'm interested. And uh, he goes, okay, but, you know, hopefully he's not watching it. He's like, my in-laws are really like hillbillies, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't care, you know? And yeah, it was, when we got over there, it was, it, it was like, damn, California. I mean, it would look like it was kind of that, they were cool they were cool as shit you know and uh uh the guy the old man he's like yeah you know sure enough 68 dodge charger so 383 hypo car and uh he wanted i'm like well how much do you want for it and he goes 300 bucks and i'm like all right fuck yeah i'm definitely taking it and he goes you want another one and i'm like yeah and uh, he goes, he goes. It's over there, and he's pointing to the '72 Charger, which was green at the time. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really need another car. And he goes, Are you sure? And I'm like, Yeah. I go, Well, how much do you want for it? And he goes, Oh, nothing. You can just have it. And I was like, Oh, okay, I'll take it. Then. So, so I took it. So I got it for free. And then it sat for a while. I sold it to my my buddy Bob Rayburn for 300 bucks and then it sat at his place for a while and then he goes you know i'm not going to do anything with that charger do you want it back and i go yeah i go well how much do you want for it he goes i'll sell it to you for what you sold to me for so i bought it back for 300 bucks so and then uh i gave it to it's got all the john jones special in it so the frame connectors (laughs) the frames tied on it he did the mini tub like if you saw that video on my youtube channel with the 72 satellite the the tubs are exactly the same on this car. So what he did to that car, it's exactly like that in this. But it's all painted. So when you pop the trunk, it just looks all factory. I mean, the tubs are just yeah, you know, super clean. Tub. Yeah, super clean. Super clean. It's painted. Yeah. It looks beautiful. Yeah. It looks factory. It totally looks factory. And then we scooted the the springs inboard on it in the rear, um, and it's got a sixty. I think like a 64 or five B body eight, three quarter housing in it. So it's, it's really narrow for this car. So we can get a pretty fat tire in, in there. So that's, nice. that's where this car is at. So I, I have a stroker 400, um, that I'll probably end up putting into this car at some point. Did so, you do all the paint and body work yourself, Johnny? No, no. John did all that. Oh, okay. John, John did all the fabrication and the body and paint. So I was going to say, it looks friggin' clean from where I'm sitting. Yeah. I'm, I'm looks- looking at that refract- the reflection and it looks crisp. <laughs> yeah. It's really nice. It's, it's really super nice. Yeah. John, John will ask you if you take a car to him, he'll ask you, do you want it like factory or do you want it like laser straight? Because, you know, I don't know if you saw in the video, he, John loves talking smack. I mean, he, he's one of those guys that he likes to get people's goat, you know, kind of get you going. Um, and like in the corner where the, the fender, uh, this way where the fender meets the door, it's like the lines don't even line up. They're like way off, you know? And he's like, Oh, it's Chrysler's joke, you know, (laughs) screwing with people basically. So if you want it laser straight, he'll fix all that shit. And then the car will be, laser straight down the side but if you want a factory then it, you know it's going to be like where the door and the fenders meet there's like a slight pucker because you know the panels are stamped basically right 
So when you look down the side of the car, you'll see like the reflection come in where the quarter panel meets the door and it comes out and then the door to the fender. So all those, they're like, they're factory little imperfections, you know? Yeah. Um, but he, he leans towards laser straight. He likes the laser straight stuff and likes fixing all that stuff. But if you're doing a factory original, like an A12 car or something like that, obviously you want it to be all original, you know, all the screw ups exactly like the factory did. Now, I don't know if you saw too, did you guys see the, um, the he had a 71 vertible challenger in there and it had two seats on one side. I don't know if you guys saw that video, but I was tripping on that. I was like, what the hell? Like, what's the story behind that? You know, I, I'm guessing somebody welded on the factory assembly line, welded one in and the seat didn't fit right or something. So they just welded in another one and then popped the seat in and then let it go. <laughs> it's just, Those assembly lines back then, there's so much weird, so many weird stories yeah. that you hear come out of those assembly lines, like hidden yeah. notes in the frigging doors and just a yeah. bunch of weird shit. <laughs> um, people that had to have been kind of... Yeah. yeah, that had to have been fun. It's a good thing. No, I mean, I'm sure there's a car out there with some bad shit in it that the guy thought he would never, you know, like my boss is a dickhead and just sticks it in the frigging door or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. someday, someday somebody's gonna find it. Uh, we'll have to send you pictures of uh, the of Buck's charger, the well, where they tie the inner structure of the lower portion of the windshield channel uh, to the uh, you know, the rift skin where it meets the a pillars on the driver's side it's booger welded but it's not as bad near the the passenger side it looks like they welded it upside down the guy never welded upside down before it's just ready to fall out so it's still wearing gold paint so it's original but it's just yeah. that's that's how quick they're going on the line they only got like 45 seconds or 48 seconds at right or something to weld each side for whatever they're doing well bud wasn't a it story on mopar collector's guy oh go ahead uh, I, I thought it was Bud that had the story about a note being stuffed in one of those cars. I'm trying to remember who. Somebody told me about some crazy note that was in a car. It had a date on it. Too. Oh, mine. mine just has the uh, the grease, you know, tire size in the in the trunk lid. But I know I've read about a CUDA. There is a guy that worked in a, 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 essentially probably Ham, Hamtramck, but he would write rock inside the uh, – Oh, the Rocky. underneath the door panels. Rocky, is that what it was? I think it was Rocky, yeah. Yeah, so that was like a big defeat. Like multiple people have, have taken cars apart. They find a rock or Rocky underneath. He'd write it in like, uh, you know, soapstone or something. Interesting. <laughs> there was a Mopar collector guide, collector's guide article on, I can't remember if it was a 68 or 69 Charger, but this guy had bought the car from the original owner. And when he bought, when he sold him the car, he says, Oh, the, the right rear quarter glass doesn't roll down all the way. And he's like, Oh really? And he goes, yeah, it's been like that since I bought it new. And he's like, okay. And so he took the car home and I don't even think the car needed to be restored, but he went in there and pulled the pan, you know, pulled the seats and pulled the panel out. He said there was a, a wine bottle inside the car, like half drank, you know, so like these assemblers on the factory line are drinking this wine bottle. The supervisor's probably coming by and they stuffed it in the car to hide it and just left it in there. Someone someday. 
someone someday will find a bag of weed in one of those. <laughs> I can almost guarantee it. That was probably my best find at pick and pull. I didn't even have to pay for it. It was part of a bag of weed <laughs> in the van. I don't know if you guys saw that video. I was like, holy shit, what do we have here? And I pulled up a bag of weed, like a very small bag, had some stems in it. And I was like, holy shit, it couldn't get more cliche than this. A little empty bag of weed in this shitty van. Awesome. <laughs> what's, yeah. what's the most craziest things you guys find found on um a junkyard just just curious a junkyard. it could be anything at a, at a, okay. a pick- you know what this is a perfect segue to my my late brother-in-law i've been dying to tell this so you know my brother-in-law tells me one time he goes you, you know how you go into the junkyard and it's like that the rotten gas smell and i go yeah he goes, man, that smell, it makes me have to take a shit. And he's like, so you start, you start looking around and you find yourself a van and you go in with two socks and you come out with one. <laughs> so he's like, he <laughs> used the van to take a shit in. <laughs> and then you your ass. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I think I found. I think I've found some vans like that before because I think I've opened some doors like, what the fuck is going on in here? Uh, that's awful. <laughs> yeah. That's horrendous. Uh, mine is nothing like that. Uh, the worst thing I ever found it was uh, an early 70s Corvette that had been had been hit hard and the, the interior was covered in blood still. That's the, so that's the craziest oh. thing I've seen at a pick and pull. Yeah, that's wild. I can't think of anything crazy that I've found. The bag of weed is the only drugs I found, surprisingly. I'm trying to think of anything crazy. I I really can't. Nothing like a shit sock or (laughs) 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 shit sock. Oh man. (laughs) Well, it wasn't it wasn't crazy, but I've uh, one day. So my seventy charger at the time. Uh, it had been running hot. It, you know, I was young. I didn't. I was stupid, and I had taken a. You know, it was overheating on me. I took a water hose to the radiator, and I had poured cold water into the radiator, and I literally could hear the block crack. You know, oh, wow. as I did it, you know, the people say don't ever put cold water in a hot engine. You'll crack the block. It's true. That shit does really happen. And I was like. Fuck. You know? <laughs> uh, so I threw that Luma seal in there, it sealed up the block. I got by. But um, one day we're going through pick apart, and I'm walking by a freaking Cordoba, and the Cordoba hood was just like cracked open like that much. And as I'm going by, I glanced in and I can see valve covers, aluminum valve covers. I'm like, oh shit, aluminum valve covers. I pop the hood, and it's got Mickey Thompson valve covers on it i'm like well i'm taking those oh, so shit. i get in there and start pulling the valve covers off i get the valve cover off and then i'm like oh shit the valve springs there's double valve springs inside it on the heads I'm like what the fuck so i look in the front of the motor at the pad sure enough it's a an rb and it's a 440 hp i'm like fuck yeah i'm taking yeah. this bitch. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah pulling it to put in my car i had to call in sick that day yeah. yeah, boss is not happy, but <laughs> well, I'm just glad that nobody had a story like, yeah, I was walking through the wrecking yard and I saw a 87 LeBaron and there was still an arm attached to the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> get, 
No, my, yes, my 71 RT, it had uh, 38 special rounds all over inside of it. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> that was, Every you time- know, that's not nothing crazy, but... Um, every time I clean out my truck, I always forget about a box of 40 <laughs> that's sitting in my, in the Dodges. You have those little cubbies in the floor in the back that are, mine are covered with floor mats. And, um, my wife and I used to go shooting quite a bit. So I've had ammo in there and I always forget. And then I open it up and I'm like, score. It's like, yeah, <laughs> ammo. I've been looking for that. <laughs> so that's always nice. Um, I'm I'm selling ammo I've never found another project car today. <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's expensive now. Yeah. yeah um I I gave up looking when I anytime there's an election or some crazy shit going on like COVID, I'm like, oh well I should have bought ammo when it wasn't crazy. And then I knew now yeah. it's you can't get anything. Um it's at least up here days. I hear Yeah. <laughs> I definitely hear yeah. that because uh, I wanted to get a I wanted to get a ot six. Um and try my hand at some hunting because I, I I like the idea of going and getting my own meat, uh, and I've never done it before. And every I contacted all my friends that are like hardcore hunters, and I said, "What's the best round um, to start with?" And everybody told me odd six. Go get an odd six. So I was like, "All right." And uh, then this bullshit happened, and I was like, "All right, I'm not buying a rifle. <laughs> not buying a rifle if I can't get the ammo." So. <laughs> um, that's uh, dead in the water right now. So, Johnny, what is the? Where are you at on that project? I, I mean, obviously, it's on the back burner right now. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, I so John did all this work to it, got it painted, and it's probably been sitting here for about two years. Oh, okay, maybe maybe three. Um, I've bought a bunch of parts that are stuffed underneath the car, and then my mom's car, which is also a seventy-two Charger. Um, I had John paint that car as well. It, so in, in backing up, um, when I lived in Romaland, uh, we, we were losing our house. And so John had offered, he goes, well, you know, John was actually coming over and doing some work on this car at my place. And I actually had a 68 charger that also, and I was like, I wanted to do work on the chart on the 68 and I had a different guy doing a lot of the work on this car and it, it, he just wasn't the same caliber as John, you know? And, uh, so push come to shove, we were losing our place. Uh, you know, we were moving here in Wildemar and I was bringing some stuff over and John offered, he goes, well, we could bring the charger to my place. And then that way that's sort of one car you don't have to worry about. And, he can work on it. Well, it's over at his place. So it's kind of like storage and get work done. So yeah, that's why he brought that car in. That's how it was rolling. But anyway, my mom's 72 charger. I gave it to John. Also, this car has just been, you know, slow progress. And then I've got my mom's car back. So I started stealing a lot of the parts I bought for this car and throwing them on my mom's car to try to get her car, you know, moved (laughs) along a lot faster because you know, she's getting up there in age, so I want to get that car back to her yeah. so she can enjoy it before, you know, it's too late. So sure. that's that's where that's at. But then, you know, now I've got my dad's car. I'm trying to get going <laughs> for the, the duct tape drags in October. So that's kind of trumping everything, you know. Everything's pretty much on pause. Like, I, I really didn't need to be buying a 70 Cornet wagon, but, you know, it was 
such a good deal. I just yeah. couldn't pass it up. So, oh, you needed to. You needed to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you something though, Johnny. What is what car is on the outermost circle? <laughs> where where are we at here? What's what's the outlier that may be, you know, waiting in the wings for a sucker like me? Uh, well, the, on the absolute outer circle would be that '68 Coronet four door. Which okay. somebody was asking about four doors, and by the way, um, yeah, that that car I don't have any. What I think it'll be a cool car. What I'd like to do is uh, build like a ratty cop car clone out of it. You know, <laughs> put some spot. John's actually got some spotlights for the A pillar. Oh, really? <laughs> and and he's got some wigwags too, so the you know the headlights flash back and forth. Yeah. Um. So. Hmm. I'd love to clone a car like that, but leave it ratty, you know, yeah. just make it look like, oh, that used to be a cop car at one time and have it like slam down, put a big block in it, <clears throat> and just go to town on it. But, you know, I don't have any time, blood, sweat, and tears, nor much money into it. That's the outer, most outer. Um, obviously, that parts truck would be on the most outer. Uh, I don't know. I haven't given much thought beyond that, I guess. Okay. Are All right. You, well, you, when were you hoping, are you waiting for me to get to a charger or something or, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> kind of, but I, here. there's always, there's always Mike coffee. Now, if the timing worked out right and Mike maybe found an a 12 or something, and then you decided, I guess one of these charges is going to the circle. Then I know, well, Mike's preoccupied with that a 12. Maybe he can throw a dog a bone every once in a while. And maybe I can right. get my hands on a charger, but <laughs> I hear, I hear stories. I hear stories about people that, um, talk about you know the twenty thousand dollar charger projects that i post or that you know we all see all the time out there for sale and they're like i, I would never pay that much because i'm getting them for twenty thousand dollars running and driving you know what i mean i'm like where the f are these cars at you know what i mean because yeah. i don't see that shit up here <clears throat> running and driving yeah. chargers you're never going to find a running and driving charger up here in washington state for i'll say low to mid 20s that's the yeah. lowest i've seen and even that's for a XP 318 car, you know what I mean? Yeah. 25 grand. Uh, so I don't know. I guess it must be a Southern thing because we don't get them up here. Um, or you just know people, you know, I, I mean, yeah, a good I mean, example. Like me, I, I know. I mean, John, John is hooking me up. Yeah. No doubt. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need a friend like that. It's like, yeah. I lost my mind when my friend told me, when I asked him how much he wanted for the GTX and he told me, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I wish you would have told me before I'd spent a bunch of money. Cause I would have bought it just, yeah. just to have it. Cause it's one of those cars where even though I got other shit, at least I could be like, oh yeah, well I got a 69 GTX. Cause every time somebody found out I was into Mopars that wasn't like in my circle or that I was only an acquaintance with. And they're like, oh, you're a Mopar guy, huh? And I'm like, yep. And I'm like, what do you got? And I'm like, I could always see the like disappointment in their face. And I'm like, a 69? And they're like, yeah? And I go, dark. And they go, oh. And I'm like, do you, do you know what a dart is? It's almost, it's a heartbreaker every time. Now it's a little cooler to be like, oh, it's 69 gtx and was, you know because yeah, yeah. like now they ask me and they're like what kind of mopars do you got and i'm like 
well 78 d150 it's pickup truck so like you say that and they're just like okay and then they go and a 78 b200 van and they go okay stay away from my kids and they pull the kids in (laughs) i'm gonna do my best to make vans cool again up here because there's just and you know every time i feel like i'm getting a leg up there's a news story (laughs) <laughs> like my wife just, yeah. my wife just showed me this. She goes, listen to this. <laughs> uh, what did she say? Panel van, <laughs> the kid or abducts. And I was like, all I had to do is hear that. And I was like, shit again. Shit. <laughs> can we just, can we use box trucks or something? Do we have to use the, right. the painter's van? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so. dude, that, that GTX. I mean, honestly, if I, if that car were, near me i would somehow find a way to make that happen i mean i don't get me wrong like i know i have a problem (laughs) (laughs) but i and i feel like like for example for that wagon you know it's like i just know if i pass on that car like that's it it that car will never come around again (laughs) you know there will not be another seven and and you know there out of those 370 wagons that i've seen one of them was actually here in wildemar it was sitting behind this house forever. And every Mopar guy I know in the area is like stopped and left their number in their, their mailbox. And they've never <laughs> called, including myself. And then all of a sudden one day, and, and it looks like nobody lives there. The gate's always closed. It's locked. There's like a light inside. It's like, who knows what the story is. And then one day uh, somebody goes in there and they're like, there's there, the wagons up for sale. And it was for four grand. It was a three eighty three big block car. Wow. And it's clean and it's rust free and it just it's probably sat in that freaking I've seen that car man at least like 10 or 15 years it's been sitting <laughs> there. It's probably been there like 20, 25, maybe 30 years, you know. Wow. Like that's it wasn't in a barn, it was next to a barn. <laughs> so it was a, next to a barn find. And then there was like a 67 <laughs> Chrysler that got pulled out of there also, but I just could I didn't have the money at the time. You know, I couldn't have yeah. swung it. I would have bought it if I could have. But the second time around, I was like, this this is my this is my only chance. This is gonna be it. So like that GTX dude, I mean I just just think well, like so chargers, like you're talking about twenty grand for a runny driving charger doesn't it it doesn't exist up in your area, right? Yeah. And yeah. maybe somewhere in the south it, it's it's still out there, but I mean, it really wasn't that long ago. I just sold one of my uh, 69 Charger RT. I mean, it was a rough car, but it was only a few years ago, and I got like seven grand for it, you know? What? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like the, the, gen- the general mayhem story. The general mayhem story. I mean, that was – so I guess Freiburger said it was 2007. I thought it was around – eight or nine but all right let's say 2007 i mean that's not that long ago it's 13 years ago and i put that car up for sale for i think i started at three grand and i got all the way down to about 2400 before he offered me the heads and i literally nobody else nobody came to look at the car he was the only person that actually came and looked at the car i got tons of texts well emails tons of emails tens of phone calls (laughs) of course you know but Nobody moved on it. And I, I mean, you can't. What's that car worth today? Oh man, 
Well, I mean, you could probably sell it like that for 15000 based on what I've been seeing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. All I know, Same I don't... You posted too. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a, it sounds like I'm being a little shady with the GTX. I guess I'll say the price because I don't have the money and I don't want it to get sold because I I love the fact that it's an actual black car with red interior. That's what's cool to me. Yeah. It the thing that oh, kills yeah. me is it it does not have the fender tag and it's not a console car, which is fine yeah. because I have yeah. I have the 451 and the 727 that I I now have really nowhere to put it. So I'm yep. like, well, screw the fender tag. It's a black on red gtx you know yep. what i mean i was like and uh he wants he said five or six for it so i'm like okay and it the condition is if it was running and driving it's just ratty enough <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. i mean it's ratty don't get me wrong like on a scale of barrett jackson to hunk of shit it's probably about <laughs> it's probably about um, it's a little bit above hunk of shit it's probably a pile of shit but it's a yeah. good pile of shit, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's a, it's a yeah. nice. It would be a perfect, like I would if I saw it at a show. Now, granted, it did have a bunch of moss on it, and uh, but I, I think that if you pressure washed it and didn't blow too much of the car away because a lot of it is rusty, uh, it definitely has that that look to it, and it's not too far gone. It's definitely still. I'll post pictures on my Instagram. I've been really, you know, I've told a couple of people about it and showed a couple of pictures, but I, I, there was part of me where I was like. You know, mm -hmm. if I get the money, I'm buying that car. I told the guy, I was like, shit, if you had told me, I would have bought this one. I Because I had the money. So he's got a 70 Challenger he wants two grand for. He's got that tin grill. That, that's how I met him was to go look at this tin grill originally for 1500 yeah. bucks. Um, and that's when I saw the, the EL5 Charger. And then, um, you know, he's got that. two B bodies. You go inside his shop. He's got a, a Barracuda downstairs, a Coronet. He's got a uh, FC7 Challenger that's not even his. He's just building it. It's just in pieces in his garage. Um, and then he's got some Barracudas upstairs. So, I mean, he's got a lot. And uh, rumor has it, rumor has it that one, possibly more, of the E bodies upstairs are for sale. That's what really got me going, okay, well, let's go upstairs. I want to see which one's yeah. for sale because it's not every day you come across a 70 and I know the guy and he's probably had the car up in the garage forever. It's probably, you know, in decent shape. I would imagine, you know, I'm just, he won't show them to me. So I have to imagine the shit in my head. I'm like, okay, what is it? Give me some details. And he said, I know he's going to listen to this and he, he's going to know he has a leg up on me. <laughs> and he's going to go, uh, he's got, he's holding the power above gotcha. me. But, uh, yeah. he, I did going to go, you don't have a motor trend contract. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's probably the way, yeah. The way things are going right now is he will be the first person I've ever actually podcasted with from inside the vehicle when he's driving, he's got a really nice, uh, Cuda and, uh, he's had it for like 40 years. And he basically, he basically told me, look, when we go for a ride, I'm gonna drive the car. And I, that's all I needed to hear. Cause you've had the car for 40 years. You know how to drive that car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He goes, everybody that rides in it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, all right. And so I'm, I'm hoping that he scares the shit out of me. So when I'm on the podcast, I could be like, all right, guys, we're probably going to die. So these are probably my last words. Tell my wife, my kid, I love them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm a, I, I really want a B body in my life, but if the right E body came around, damn it. <laughs> yeah. You know, essentially anything better than my 69 dark. Cause now I'm like, all right, it has to be a 69 dart or better because I can't go back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, as cool as they are, I couldn't find a 69 Valiant and go, okay, found a replacement for the dart. You know, I can't, 
that's just not my style. Now there's nothing wrong with a Valiant. I would take a project Valiant if that's what I was in the market for. But um, ideally yeah. I'd like to find a B body or an E body next for a car. That's kind of one of those cars. Like I, I, if, if I didn't, I mean, I've got plenty of my B bodies now, but yeah. if I didn't have any B bodies, that would be a nice one to kind of have under your belt. And, mm. and you don't have to worry like, you know, well, it's, 2007 to 2021 and chargers you know charger yeah. was for sale for two grand and now they're going for 20 grand you know it's like once you have it under your belt you could kind of like well whatever the market does that's fine at least i got that one and then yeah. even if you decide later on down the road like say 10 years from now you don't want to mess with that car or a better car or a different car maybe a charger comes along that's a nice bartering chip, you know, you can either trade or you can decide to sell it, get a decent amount of money for it, for it, and then move that money towards this other car, you know, whatever else you're looking at. But yeah. That's my wife, that's absolutely. Uh, my wife and I were actually talking about it and I've kind of ran this idea by her a couple times. And I was like, it's kind of a blessing in disguise that I didn't end up with a scat pack. And the reason why is because I think about the money I would spend on a scat pack. We'll just, we'll round up a little bit for a good used one in my area is probably going to be about 40 to $45,000. So I'm thinking to myself, what kind of classic Mopar can I get for 40 or $45,000? You're not, you're not, you're not probably not going to lose a damn penny on that. But as soon as you drive that new scat pack off the lot, you better be ready to keep it. You better be ready to keep it because you're yep. going to lose your ass if you turn around and try to trade in. Now, yeah. I would be smart to go get a decent, real Super V, Roadrunner, Cuda, Challenger RT, you know, something that, that maybe isn't in, you know, concourse restoration quality, you know, but a, a really nice driver for forty to $45,000. So that's kind of in the back of my mind, like, like, you know, how many projects do I need? I've got the running and driving project in the Mr. Norm truck. I've got a full-on project in this van. It would be nice to just have a, a, a clean muscle car um, yeah. that maybe needs a little tweaking, and that's it. Um, mm -hmm. That would that would be nice. So I'm thinking I'm thinking of leaning that way because um, the idea to get a new scat pack would be okay. You've got the power. It's fun and it's hopefully reliable. You know, a new car warranty and all that shit. But I'm like, eh. yeah. you know, my my daily driver Ram 1500 is fine. You know, it's got a 4.7 in it. They made a million of them, so if it ever blows an engine, I can get one for reasonably cheap. The one the one reason I got screwed on that truck though, because when I bought it, here's how stupid I am. I was like, oh, it's not the Hemi. And then immediately I was like, well, I guess the tune-up's going to be cheaper because it doesn't have 16 spark plugs. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. When I I called the dealership because the truck is lifted, so I can't get it in my garage. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll just take it in to the dealer and have them do a 90K on it. And uh, they told me the price on the 90K. And I was like, why is it so much? And they started breaking it down because it was over $1,000. And I was like, okay, we're going to have to do this a la carte. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I can do myself. I just don't want to deal with the um, with pulling it into the garage. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, what kind of stuff would I want to do in a garage? I probably want to do the plugs and all that. So I was like, just do the plugs for me. And they gave me the price on the plugs and it was like i want to say it was around or just over 400 bucks and i was like what that's insane and she goes well there's 16 of them and i said well it's not a hemi i thought i had one i was like well it's not a hemi and she goes 
oh, that doesn't matter, sir. And I said, what? <laughs> I had to look it up. I thought she was bullshitting me. And I was like, oh, shit. So needless to say, needless to say, I was like, okay, so I should have got a Hemi is what you're telling me. And I screwed myself thinking I was going to save a couple hundred dollars, which yeah. in the grand scheme of things, who gives a shit? Because every yeah. time I've tried to trade this truck in, and they say it every time, they go, you know, you'd probably get a little bit more if it was a Hemi. One guy even had the nerve to sit down and he goes, and he goes, uh, he slides the blue book sheet over to me with the value of the truck. And he goes, you know, what's really killing the value on this thing. And I go, what's that? And he takes his little stupid fucking pen and he, cir <laughs> and he circles 4.7 liter. And I was like, I was like, all right, dickhead. <laughs> Come on, man. I was like, okay, ouch, ouch. Hold on. Let me just grab my ankles a little bit longer and see if we can maybe, maybe enjoy this for a minute or two, <laughs> you know? Uh, so yeah, I, I'm going to pay for that oh, one for the, rest of the time I own the truck. So now I'm like, I might as well just pay it off and run that, run that thing into the ground run it into the ground until it gets to the point where I sell it for $2,000. So, and then I can go find a daily driver, <laughs> but we'll see. Hopefully I'll be has been around for a long time now. Was it like Oh three Oh four? Yeah, there are, there, there are differences though. Cause I thought about that too. Um, cause there's a lot of, cause I, I wanted to wake it up a little bit because there is, I mean, it does, I mean, it does what I need it to, but there are times where I'm going up a hill or if I'm pulling something where I'm like, shit, this thing needs something. It is gutless. Like, oh man, it was tough when I was pulling the Mr. Norm truck home. I would, I was getting on the freeway. I had that damn thing floored and this thing was a oh man. It was rough, dude. I swear a Prius probably could have passed me in that thing. I was like, wow, this thing is not moving for shit. <laughs> I was like, come on. And I had it in tow mode. I, nothing could get that thing to move. So I'm a little disappointed in that, but I really don't haul cars that much. And hopefully if I can get this van, you know, with the five, seven Hemi in it, you know, a, a strong seven twenty seven. hopefully I can tow a little bit. You know what I mean? Hopefully I can at least tow a car with it. I got to look, look some stuff up and see what kind of hitch I need and all that, because uh, I don't think the hitch that's on it, I don't know if I can trust it or not. Um, oh, check this out. So randomly, and I don't know how I didn't notice this the last time I was under there, but uh, I the old wheels and tires were kind of in the way from the van. So I was like, oh, I'll just slide them underneath the van for now until I find a better place to put them. So I got underneath there. And I was like, God, you know, it's, I like that I bought this car in the desert because it's pretty solid under here. And I was looking around and I looked at the back and I was like, holy shit, it's got air shocks in it. I was like, damn. So I got all excited. So I'm kind of after, after this live, I, it's pretty late, but I, my compressor still has air in it. I think I'm going to go out there and see if I <laughs> see if I can put some air in it and jack that fucker right up. <laughs> They're rusty as shit. Like I wouldn't trust them for the life of me, but I got to see if they, if they'll air up on me. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I was pretty excited about that. Cause I do want to put hijackers on it just because it's a fucking van. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Um, and I, I do have, um, when I sold my truck, I had already ordered a new compressor and a new air tank for it. So the truck was gone and I get this giant package. And so I have a compressor and a five gallon tank that I have no idea what I'm going to do with. So I was like, all right, uh, I'll put some air horns in the van and I guess I'll hook up these air shocks to the giant compressor. Um, cause I, I really do want to, I'm looking at the van. I was like, that front end needs to come down. 
there's too much wheel gap. And even in the back, it's got a little, I, I should have went with a bigger tire. I should have went with a 285 or something. I should have went with something a little bit more ridiculous. So it's all a learning process, I guess. Um, Can I need you imagine to get... pulling up to your neighbor with that Chevy van, blowing that air horn <laughs> <laughs> oh, six in the morning. Oh shit, I love it. <laughs> you know what would be really creepy is if I got the uh you know the ice cream man, the the ding ding ding, ding if I put that oh, in the van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just rolled around playing the ice cream guy music. <laughs> Get little kids snapping uh, their neck looking yeah. around. <laughs> hey, make them come to me. <laughs> he, never, <laughs> he never stops. You can throw rocks at you. <laughs> that would be an easy one to argue in court. I never abducted any of them. They will Willingly came with me. They thought I had ice cream. I never said I did or I didn't. They just heard the music. Okay. <laughs> did you guys ever see the movie The Warriors? Warriors. Oh, yeah. I'm out yeah. of play. Oh, beer bottles. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> see Chris driving uh, around that van, clinking some beer bottles together. <laughs> Children. <laughs> oh man. What's really messed up is I'm totally against child trafficking. So, so these jokes these jokes are completely awful. I'm probably gonna burn in hell. <laughs> well guys, I mean we went over three hours. I, I have to watch the clock because the last time I went over four, I got screwed <laughs> and I couldn't use the content because StreamYard didn't let me uh, save the 18 minutes after the four hours. So I keep them under four hours now. Um, let's uh, run through these last um, few comments, see if there's any hidden gems. Sometimes we get a good hidden gem and go off on a tangent. Um, Roy says, my builds are on for A bodies only and for B bodies only. My handle is Mopar is best. Cool handle. <laughs> and I started a Facebook page for owners of 73, 74 Charger, 440 U cars. That's cool. So anybody watching that's into uh, the later yes. model B bodies, go check them out. Have, John, John's got a couple of those. I, uh, I've got them on video talking about. So I didn't watch. I didn't watch the whole video. Um, I need to okay. finish watching it because it was just getting into the good stuff where he starts, you know, pointing things out, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. And then I had to yeah. go do something. I forget what I had to do. Um, a lot of the times, I just listen. I listen to the videos at work. <laughs> Like okay. the the most frustrating person to listen to while I'm at work driving a frigging garbage truck is Blake because he gets so technical and I'm like shit so I got to pull over and I got to look and see what he's talking about and I'm like okay and then I keep driving um, <laughs> so thanks Blake somehow Blake's getting me more hours at work I don't know how but that um, Gary says V8 under glass I mean how how far did you have to push the firewall back on that Jeremy. Five inches. Yeah. So I thought about that. I thought it'd be like a you know, snake in a bottle type thing. But, and I'm just, I'm too tall for that. My knees would be jammed in the dash. <laughs> that, that's his next message. He says, not going to be too comfortable for a six foot plus driver. Um, yeah. So what are you going to, are you going to move the seat back or what? I mean, I imagine. Yeah. You have yeah to. I'm sliding it back yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> when you're short like me, you don't have to worry about those things. Yeah. <laughs> Gary says cooling was always, yeah, we talked about that one. Um, Dillian says, hopefully, uh, when I said we'll catch him on the next live, he says, finally got the 440 and his D100 to idle. Just finishing buttoning up some stuff and to do some adjustments. Yeah, man. Congratulations. Big block, big block D-series trucks. Nothing wrong with those. Hell Yeah. Roy Wheeler, my ears are burning all this Chevy talk. <laughs> yeah. 
and Gary says, I build other people's cars to fund my projects. It's expensive. I mean, if you've got the skills, if you got the skills to pay your own bills, by all means. <laughs> Anthony checked out. Thank Anthony, if you watch the rest of the show, thanks for joining us, buddy. That was fun. Hopefully next time we can get you on a better, uh, a better connection. Um, oh, and Anthony's um for anybody wondering anthony's youtube channel is tales from the junkyard that's t-a-i-l-s not t-a-l-e-s um fun channel i uh i went like i said i, I immediately went for the fiero video i don't know that's just because i'm weird i have a thing for 80s weird cars i like looking up that kind of stuff i actually part of me wanted to start another podcast i'm not going to <laughs> part of me wanted to start another podcast about cult cars because there's those eighties and nineties cars that just have these weird cult followings. And I thought it'd be fun to talk about them. Oh, but Gary, the Vipers, the Vipers had a hard time hooking up with the factory three thirty five tires. Uh, yeah. What are you going to run for rear tires on that, Jeremy? So I've got the two eighty five, excuse me, two seventy five, uh, 60 R 17s. So the old Mustang okay. wheel. So I know I'm not problems. It's just going to have fun. I want to whip yeah. the tail end around anyways. <laughs> what uh, what tires are you going to put on that thing? I've got the uh, Nitto uh, 555Rs. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> God, I, I'm really excited about that car. <laughs> That's going to be a cool one. Dodgy, Dodgy Ross. A63 is a hang 10 dart. Okay, thanks. Where were you? Three hours ago. <laughs> I think he uh, said that three hours he ago. He did say that three hours ago. <laughs> uh, Jeff, hi guys. What do you think about four door Mopars in general? I think they're cool. I think they're underrated. Yeah. I think they make great project cars. And like I always say, you can build a motor, put it in the car, and when you find a better car, you can yank the motor. And someone will probably buy the four door for a parts car or maybe build a cool sedan, which I've seen a couple of them where they've really got me thinking about buying a sedan just because I'm like, you never see them and they're cool. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. And they're still, I mean, they're still reasonably cheap. The wagons have skyrocketed though. So Johnny, yeah. I think, I think you're in the money on that 70 dude. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Dillian says, I actually found a 66 Newport with a 383 for 6,500. That's a four door. Cool. Wow. If it's solid, I mean, the early mid '60s Mopars, the big block cars, uh, solid ones, I see still under ten grand, which is surprising. You you want to know how much I got mine from Mike Coffee for? How much? I I traded him a set of rally wheels that he put on the RT, and three hundred bucks, so about seven hundred dollars. I mean, Damn. it's pretty hammered. The right. Driver fender is pretty hammered, but it's a solid. It's a pretty solid car. Yeah, I would say. I mean, seven hundred bucks for a project. Yeah. I, and it, does it run and drive or no? No, no, no drivetrain. But it is a oh, no two okay. barrel car, so okay. it's already got. You know, I'd say it's set up for a big block, but it really doesn't See, matter. And that's still a good deal. If it ran and drove, I would have said steel. Yeah. <laughs> Stolen car. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Period. Um, Marco says the, his laptop battery gave out. Uh, thanks for coming on, buddy. We'll see you next time if you want to join us again. Scott Scott knows my friend Paul the welder, and uh, he's a good guy. Yeah, Paul is a great guy. He actually came over this side of the mountains and uh, 
brought my daughter a strip weathers little wing car from the movie cars the disney movie um i thought that was a nice gesture from a guy i've never met i was like oh thanks man um yeah definitely your loss scott but the more the merrier over here you can always come by and visit <laughs> roy says I, I think it was a 318 indy car motor yeah super rare yeah that was it i think that was that, it. that's rad i'm gonna have to look that up and see what it's all about yeah i've never heard about them i mean i i after i heard that story i did see an article i think in mopar collector's guide on it really yeah hmm. interesting scott once again this is the this is the guy with the duster that i was talking about <laughs> he thanks me for the free duster promotion um uh, he's talking about he also has a 63 newport wagon for sale it's pretty it's pretty cool it's got a big american flag on it uh, he named it old glory and he, he does have some tin grills for sale and stuff so um for those of you watching this scott a schmidt you can find him on a lot of the northwest mopar pages he found a sickle behind the rear door panel damn and a full shotgun shell that fell out of the hole in the lower quarter panel as i was using a sawzall to remove it scary situation yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah uh a sickle behind the root jesus <laughs> it was on a 70 challenger interesting that's crazy dude johnny again with the cheap cars <laughs> <laughs> bitching as johnny would say i oh, i forgot i was gonna say because i've got a bottle of whiskey here and i was gonna say okay we're gonna do a drinking game this time for everybody listening at home or watching, every time Johnny says bitchin', we're going to take a shot or take a swig. And uh, we never got to it. And you didn't say bitchin' very much, if at all. I don't think I said it at all. I don't he think so. He didn't say I it don't think he said it at all. No, he didn't say it at all. That would have been... Wasn't that even trying. That would have <laughs> been, been the, the worst drinking game ever. Worst. <laughs> how about I? How about I had that? How about I had that just loaded up, ready to go? Drinking game tonight, guys. And Johnny just, Johnny just kills it right there on the spot. You, you spend the whole time anticipating. Yeah, yeah. That, that was tough. Um, on that note. Let's go ahead and start. We're going to shut it down. We're almost three and a half hours in. I think that's a good show. I had a great time. Thank you to everybody who joined in the chat and everybody on screen. Um, it was nice getting to talk to you guys face to face and get to know you a little bit. You're, you're more than welcome. Anybody that's ever been on the show is more than welcome to come back. I know it gets a little chaotic in here sometimes, but that's, you know, I love this being an open forum and, uh, a good place to chat and just talk Mopars and some bullshit. It's fun. I like it. Um, good. <laughs> yeah, oh, the last, we'll leave it at the last comment from uh, Dodgy Ross is a good show. Mofos, a lot of laughs catch up next time. Yes, sir. Um, from the top, starting with Matt, Matt, tell everybody where we can find all your content. You can find me pretty much anywhere under big blocks, garage, Ron pod page, anchor, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. We're everywhere. Bud Mac, you're up. Instagram, Muscle Car Syndicate, and Facebook, or not Facebook, sorry. Um, YouTube, Muscle Car Syndicate. And real quick, I thought I would, I told, uh, what's it, LM23P9E on Instagram. He has that nice little uh, yellow dart, three-point mm -hmm. swinger. I, I told him I'd, I'd show off the, the lens I did for him. Um, for oh, his nice. newborn son, that is sweet. So, Looks good. Oh, going oh, up to Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, every time I look at my van, bud, 
I keep thinking about I'm flying him out. I'm flying him out. I don't know how long <laughs> it's going to take, but I got to fly you out and letter, letter that damn thing. So I need to start a, a little yeah. savings account for that because I'm sure you're not cheap. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, you are up, sir. Where can we find you? Yeah, so I'm only posted on YouTube, really. You can find me okay. as uh, Sword of Stock Mopars. So I try nice. to keep it in one location. It's a little crazy when you start spreading it out. It, yeah, <laughs> it definitely does. Sword of Stock Mopars, Viper powered A body Barracuda, insane swap. Can't wait to see it. Um, looking looking forward to that. Please join us again uh, if you make progress, or if you just want to join us in the chat. It's always fun. Um, it was great having you on, uh, Irvin. Appreciate you it, are up. Yeah, no, absolutely, Irvin. You're up, buddy. What you got? Well, um, I still have my Instagram that I'm trying to work on. Um, it's uh, all out mopar with al dot out dot mopar and okay. I'm, I'm so far so i mean so far i'm just posting modern mopars but I'm, I'm throwing some little classic in there and i would love to throw more of a classic in there so everyone gives me a follow i i don't discriminate <laughs> i don't care if the car has no engine <laughs> there's a story behind it i'll post it you know what i mean nice. i feel cool. you right on all dot out dot mopars right with an s yes all right perfect go follow him on instagram right now and then last but most certainly not least with the cheapest mopars you've ever seen famous famous he's dropping names he's always getting getting mentions by the big wigs and the the most famous mopar people johnny i don't know about all that johnny mother mopar go ahead and tell them where they can find you buddy yeah, you can find me on YouTube as Johnny Mopar with a space between the two or on Instagram, uh, no space between Johnny Mopar. Um, and if you don't mind, there was a guy I wanted to, you know, mention he's called the gas tap. He's got a, I think it's a 69 Valiant. He's got a small block Mopar. He put a turbo on. It's pretty, pretty okay. cool. He just took it out to the track and he just hurt the motor. Um, but anybody's interested it's i mean you don't see a whole lot of la motor turbos in cars you see a lot of them in trucks but yeah yeah so give them a look check them out awesome well that's it folks until we talk again i'm your host chris albrecht these are all my mopar buddies the motley crew of mopars and that was talking mopars direct connections live no mopar left behind There you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopars is in the books. Special thanks again to all my friends that joined me on the live and all the great people who joined us in the chat. Look, some of you have expressed that you want to hear more shows in the old format, the old style. Don't worry, folks. I have no plans of abandoning the old format, but I do love hosting these live streams, and I want to continue doing them. So moving forward, I'm going to try to find a happy medium or simply just find the extra time and allocate more resources to do more than one episode a week. And, you know, this show is still in its infancy. And I appreciate you all for joining me and coming along for the ride. For everything you need to know about this podcast, please visit TalkingMopars.com. And that's also where you will find the Talking Mopars merch shop, where you can order products that directly help me keep the engine running and the wheels turning here at Talking Mopars. You can also become a Facebook supporter by heading over to the Talking Mopars podcast Facebook page and clicking on the button that says become a supporter. Heading over there and doing that will also get you all the info about the benefits you will receive by becoming a supporter of the show. 
Lastly, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, complaints, Mopar stories, or anything else on your Mopar-addicted mind, you can send an email to chris at talkingmopars.com, or you can leave a voicemail on my voicemail box at 209-28-MOPAR, and I will play your message right here on Talking Mopars. That's it, my friends. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars, Direct Connections, live. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.